everyone, I'm BJ Ryan, episode 149, it's proudly sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. Uh, we're at 11HQ and I'm very fortunate to be joined by two of the shrewdest operators in town. It's the Perth Racing Guru, Terry Layton and Tommy Johnson. Welcome, fellas. Thanks for having us back on. Mate, it's always a pleasure. Sorry, I was just pulling the phone out, sending text to start the show. A little bit of a delayed what are we on? kickoff. No, 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 I was, uh, I was actually just thinking because, um, sorry, Tommy, we're already thinking towards our next case. I was like, I don't know if I've teed up crit properly for next week for railway. Yes. 150, so I was just making sure. It just came well, into my mind at that moment. I ran so. into Pete Antonitz. Uh, yeah, Pistol. Uh, Cox we on, Eve and uh, booked him that night. Yeah, so, wonderful. Yeah. He was back recently. We were on um, radio. We didn't even know together during the week. We were doing a futures discussion with uh, with old Gareth Hall and uh, a bit of bit of comedy with with Pistol Pete, one of my favourites. Very good. So, star. but yeah, speaking of speaking of stars and just just uh, really broadening his horizons. Anyone did you did you happen to catch uh, Tommy Johnston with his uh, leading the charge for the Michael Lane yard last week in the absence of Michael Lane? So Tommy was the stable rep, and they had a fairly big team in, and Julio was interviewing him, and he had the he had the Conor McGregor sunglasses going on, and I tell you what, he uh, he did a he did a good job too. Yeah, I was at I was at home watching watching the last on Sky Active, and uh, Scotty Embry's grabbed uh, Tommy Johnston bloodstock for a comment pre Miss Vasari for the Get Out Stakes, and there he was, our man. Did you declare or what? Nah, I couldn't bring myself to pull the old <laughs> Zafira can't win, but yeah. I just didn't want that you know, reputation first go at it. So <laughs> I did say I had a $6, well, I was honest. Brad basically said she can't win. What do you mean? He went up sixes. That's what I'm oh, saying. Oh, Zafira, he, he yeah. basically said she can't win. And yeah, I, she, I, had a, she had a chance too, didn't she? To, well, she had a chance to let down better than she probably did, so. Yeah, she was out sprinted by a few. Yeah, she started very thin, didn't she? Um, but, but well, yeah, what about the one one? Just just a launch pad for the stars, isn't it? Like uh, well, apparently they tell me Riley Morgan's making his uh, his debut, his, de- his sky racing debut today as well. Yeah, right. Yeah, and they're doing the mountain. Well, on the box. Uh, oh, it's uh, with, uh, Belmont with yes. Scott. Toby today. Dunn was on. Yes. was doing it last week with Mastermind um, Mount Rushmore. Toby yeah, Dunn. with Scotty yes. threw a few out at big prices. I think the yeah. one as well. So. Um, yeah, look at that. Yeah. It's all happening, isn't it? it is. And right on the, the dawn of episode 150, mm. next week, Railway Stakes Day, Bonanza. Look out. It's all happening. We're like, um, we're like, uh, North, is it Northampton? Where's Cripper from in the last? Northampton. Yeah, <laughs> Jamie. All the, you know what I mean? We just, we just, we just spit out. The breeding uh, ground. Yeah, the breeding ground. Another one. Thank you for helping me out there. Yeah. I, was, I was going nowhere. You know, we're a breeding ground for success here. So something in the water at 11 yeah, HQ. There is something in the water. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell the police. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, like it's pretty exciting. We've um, we've been waiting for the pinnacles to get underway. Day one this Saturday, and I tell you what, the card's good. Can't wait to get stuck in. Yeah, five features. Even the four non-features are uh, big. Big. When fields was the last and- time you saw sixteen plus two race one of the day? Well, in, in, on a Sunday. Yeah. I mean, I think going through as well. How many? Favorites start with a two in front of them. You got okay. You got a two-horse race in the champ Phillies. Mm-hmm. Elite Street's over three to one. Baby Paris is over four bucks. Obviously devoted in the last will be the shortest pricing of the day. But they're they're big competitive fields and dearie me, yeah, devoted will probably go around the shortest price of the day. Tommy, a bit of value. You like you. You like your value, don't you? I don't. I'm a value <laughs> man. Um, but yeah, I was saying it just yesterday. Of this is probably the first meeting in a while of. We're not necessarily interested in like, oh, I'm so keen on backing eight things, but it's not like I've got 
seven things marked, $2.20, yeah. $1.80 in the market where you feel like you have to wait like it's, if you're backing something, or if I am backing something, it's probably going to be at a price. So, a yep. little bit of excitement heading in. No, I'm with you. I'm looking forward to hearing some of your thoughts because I reckon uh, this is a card where there'll be so many contrasting opinions. I try not to read everyone's previews and, and whatnot until I've uh, finished all mine and done all my stuff so you don't get um, influenced by what everyone else thinks. But I'm looking forward to seeing what Scotty and, and says and is and you say and yours, and I'll even pop on and check out lates, et cetera. And, yeah, I just think it'll be such a varied card. People will find things left, right, and centre. And, um, yeah, sorry, BJ, I'm looking forward to hearing yours as well. <laughs> 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 I just realised that. That looked a bit rude. Um, um, the What about Brad, Brett? Did he catch you by surprise by going up live Yesterday no, afternoon I knew, with his I knew entire meeting. I knew he was yeah. doing that. Fair, um, fair effort. I had the features done by three, but I, I didn't get uh, race three and four done. I think he cooked one price. The category three price I thought was probably a little bit overs. Not super wild overs, but that's one we might have found. But um, no, great effort to mm. do. And they're big fields. They're more done by 6, 6.30. Like I didn't get off. I was on the computer, started probably 6.30 a.m. and I finished up after 11 p.m. yesterday on the on the computer. So it was a fairly long old stint and he's had to mark them and get them public and, and accept bets before then. So good on him. Mm. Is this going to be the – is this going to be how it's going to be moving forward or is it just, just, the, pinnacles. just pinnacles only? Just the pinnacles, yeah. pinnacles only. I think so. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure so. So, Yes. Yep. Well, uh, pretty exciting across the board. We've got, um, of course, the wizard, William Pike. Mm. He is back. Pretty a bit of a low-key kind of return. He hasn't done a lot of media or uh, he's been very quiet. I don't think he's been on the radio at all, but I noticed that he had a chat with uh, Julio, Julio um, Santarelli um, yesterday after he won aboard Truly. Was inspired. it a long interview or just a, yeah, snippet? Or a, just, or just a snippet? Five five minutes, I think he spoke for, yeah. yeah it's just a Santa snippets joke. Ah, right. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. a pretty good one. But uh, he had a bit of a steer around to get his eye back in yesterday and uh, – and then he's um, been thrown in the deep end aboard uh, the favourite in the Peters who must win, basically, to gain a start in the railway stakes. That's devoted, jumping from the wide gate, the wizard in the last, bike in the last. Yeah. How, how, do, how do you feel about this, Terry? Nervous. Yeah. Very nervous. Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely, um, absolutely guts in. So, uh, yeah, quite nervous. I think we can run second to make it. But the thing is you don't want to run second after getting every chance because you're not going to win the railway, are you? So... Um, yeah, we need to win to make it. Um, we'll, we'll save, I guess we'll save that discussion for when we get to it, but I'm really interested to discuss tactics on that particular ride uh, when we get to the get-outs. The get-outs, the Mundaring Hotels. Get-out stakes. Yeah. It's the end of the show. Double plug Mundaring. What Double about- prize this week. Double plug. Double plug? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, and even having a stakes race as the last race is, is a rarity mm. as well. So this card is, uh, is um, very exciting. Chock bang, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, chock bang. I reckon I'll do me clack dog probably because I'm too excited. But <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's loaded. It's chock bang. So. It's loaded. Yeah, and yeah. As you can tell, listeners, where the three of us are uh, very excited, but no doubt not as excited as our next guest. Our um, <clears throat> we want to welcome the Perth Racing CEO James Aldring. He's uh, he's um, been booked to have a chat with us, uh, aka the Mug Punter on Twitter. <laughs> That's good. So I think he'll fit right in uh, here at One One HQ. But um, yeah, we better bring James on ahead of the start of the Pinnacles and uh, have a chat to the uh, Perth Racing CEO. And uh, we're quite chuffed, actually, Terry, to uh, welcome to the One One family, the Perth Racing CEO, James Aldring. James, welcome aboard. Yeah, good morning, Dan. Thanks very much for having me. 
James, we better we better kick off by asking uh, probably the most important um, question, the one on everyone's lips at the moment. Why is the Twitter handle at Mug Punter? <laughs> Are we, do, do we battle to find a winner? Do we uh, do we talk down our our ability in the game? Why? When? When did we start that? And that uh, and why? Why are we the Mug Punter? Uh, it was a very very old one, and you know what? I've become quite attached to it, and unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's still relevant. It's as relevant now as it was when I probably started it 15 years ago, whenever it was. But, um, but yeah, I've, I've never updated it and I've held on to it. But, um, yeah, I, I do like an occasional punt, but it's, um, it's pretty small scale these days. And, um, yeah, I don't tend to try and do it on the race days themselves. Um, but, yeah, I still enjoy it. Outstanding, outstanding. We love it, James. You fit in very well here at the one one. Hey, um, yeah, I was going to say you, you stole you stole it before a few of my mates tried to use it. Uh, <laughs> I think as well. So. I think it applies to plenty of people. So, yeah. <laughs> James, we're, we're, I don't know if you can tell, but we're super excited for the start of the the five week pinnacle series this Saturday. Um, looks like the sun's going to be out. Uh, the fields are fantastic. William Pike's back in town. Looks like it's all all coming up roses for. The, the the start of the carnival this sad day. What's it mean to you to get get this show on the road? Yeah, it feels like it's been a little while coming, um, and I'm very glad that it's it's nearly here now. Although it's been an amazing start, really, to the Ascot season. Um, you know, the quality of racing we've had here over the past month or so, um, it's been sensational. You know, and what's been great, and what I, one of my favourite things about Australian racing is trainers are not afraid to take each other on with their best horses. You know, there's no keeping them apart until the big day. You know, they go hammer and tongs at it from, from day one. And so we've been treated to some real spectacles in the past few weeks. But I, I thought that the Buster or the King's Men contest was as good a horse race as you could wish to see last Saturday. Um, so really looking forward to seeing them again. Obviously, you've got the likes of Baby Paris, who's unbeaten bar running into Amelia's Jewel in the Caracatta. You know, she looks cracking. And then you've got some great stories coming up in, in the railway and hopefully a few interstate horses coming over for Winterbottom and Northerly, et cetera. So there's so much to look forward to. Yeah, I'm really buzzing for it. One of the things that uh, that um, we've spoken about a bit over the journey here on the 1-1 is, is the old Scahill Stakes was a race that was just sit- sitting there kind of withering on the vine a little bit. Um, and I think it lost a bit of relevance after the, after the Kelt won it. it yeah, that's right. <laughs> but but what since you've come in and you've and you um you know in combination with Rawa made it a one point five million dollar race um had gave it its own identity it gave it a, a date that fits in well with the schedule and all of a sudden we've we've got what could could be the race of the the pinnacles on the last day but also a race which is a group three now that has the potential to be become our next group one in time yeah i mean the, it was i suppose one of my first or primary concerns or, or priorities when i got here was was to look at our carnival and i, I felt that particularly given covid um the group ones were a little bit vulnerable and maybe they, they hadn't got the strength and depth that you really need to maintain your group one status. And for me, group one status is, is everything. You know, that's your relevance on the world stage. And if you lose that, then, you know, you, you very quickly become, it comes very, very difficult to get it back. That's for sure. But you lose that breeding cachet. You know, it's much harder to attract the likes of, of a good dolphin. And 
I'm not in a position in WA where if we lost the status, I could say, well, never mind, we're going to make it a $5 million race and people will come anyway. You know, I don't have that luxury. So the principles of, of retaining that group one status was massively important. But also then looking at what is the program through the carnival? Like how does best horses map through our carnival and what opportunities do they have? And, you know, you look at, you look at the sprinters and you know, they've got the winter bottom, which is a sensationally good race, but then where do they go? Mm-hmm. Um, and there wasn't really an obvious opportunity for them. And you want to keep the best horses in WA and, you, you know, the domestics, and you also want to attract the interstate. And so I was very lucky when I went to Rawa and sort of went to knock on the door and I found it was wide open and they were having exactly the same discussions internally. And it was actually a pretty straightforward process to sit down with them and say, okay, we've got a pot of money. How do we distribute it? What do we do? And so the group ones went up by 50% to one and a half million, which is obviously a massive jump in percentage terms, but it takes them, you know, into the realms of very, very competitive in the prize money. But that's not to say there's not scope to go further, really. Um, but then, yeah, we looked at what was what was the obvious addition or what was the race that needed the boost or what could we do? And the old scale as it was, um, it was, it was like I say, it was obvious. It was, that's the one to go and the timing is perfect. And so, you give horses the opportunity to have a natural flow really is to start in the railway and go to the northerly or to start in the winter bottom and then go to the gold rush. But, um, you know, there's nothing to stop horses going railway gold rush or, there's you know, there's, there's opportunities that. there. But um, that, that sort of, the key to me was two bites at 1.5 million was, was really important, both domestically and interstate. Um, and then obviously with a race like the Placid Arc, you, know, you look at the three-year-olds and, how do you map the three-year-olds from their sort of two-year-old career into the early stage of their three-year-old and then taking on the older horses and giving them that opportunity to take each other on for a decent prize? It's a tried and tested route. You know, I saw it work with the Commonwealth Cup at Royal Ascot, you know, a three-year-old sprint group one. And instantaneously, it, it just worked. You gave the sprinters an opportunity to take each other on before they took on their older counterparts and it brought them on as horses. It gave us another feature and, so I'm excited to see the Placid Arc on, on Saturday as well. So I've got to say a big thank you to Rob because it's, it's amazing for me to come in from the UK and walk into a race club where prize money is available. You know, you, you can go in and say, what can we do? Right? And the answer is not, we don't have any money. Um, so that was a, a very enjoyable start for me to be able to create um, the additional races and the additional prize money. Um, and then to look at, well, how does that map? You know, that's a very natural five Saturday carnival and how do we rebrand that? How do we make it exciting and, and how do we try and make it relevant to Western Australia? Um, I've talked far too long. I'll, I'll stop there and let you guys jump in. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Not at all. It's uh, it's fascinating listening. There was one thing that I, I just was thinking about then was has there been any discussion or, or thought process um, about some form of bonus? Um, say you win, let, exclude the Placid Arc, but we, we look at the uh, the railway, the the northerly, the gold rush, even the, the winter bottom and say if you win two of the four or you win three of the four or I don't know the exact um, logistics of it all, but has there been any thought of a little sort of bonus I- incentive um, to, to lob in there yeah, and maybe get a couple sure. of the good ones across to hang around for a bit longer? Yes, absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, I've seen bonuses tried before and 
the only issue, and, and two from four makes loads of sense. The the issue that we have is it's a bit too winnable. Yeah, <laughs> um, okay. And so insuring against it, you know, through a bookmaker or, or anybody else or, or standing the risk as a club or as rower is pretty significant. Mm. Um, you know, railway to Northerly or Kingston Town, as it was, is, is a pretty well-trodden path, and there's a few that have been successful. So that's the challenge with putting up a bonus is just how much does it actually cost you? Um, you know, you're probably not getting much more than about three to one from a book. You know, what are the chances mm. that Alaskan God does that double? You know, I don't know. Well, actually, I do know what they'll pay because I looked at the other day and I could get 21, which would have mm. been quite an appealing price. But, um, really, you should be uh, taking the fifties devoted, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, when you start talking about wanting to insure to a million dollars or something, then you know you don't always necessarily get the listed prices. So, um, so yes, is the short answer. It has been considered, and it makes an awful lot of common sense as well. You know, we've we've branded this carnival the pinnacles. Well, what is the pinnacle of the carnival? If you can win two, then should there be a bonus um, so I'd love to look at it again um, it would sort of probably just put in the slightly too expensive pile for this year but see how we go see what kind of horses um, can test it and yeah it would be great to be able to say as another enticement you know if you can come and come over here or, or domestically if you can win two from the four then there's a million bucks in it for you James what, how's the how has the talent acquisition process been for you first time around this year, uh, going interstate, uh, talking to trainers, owners, bloodstock agents? What's the reception been like to the to the pinnacles on on the east coast? Um, and um, well, bottom line, massively positive mm-hmm. um, in terms of the reception. Um, the the challenge for us is, is to try and make sure that they are thinking about it well in advance of planning their campaigns for the spring yes. because I think what, what has happened in in the past and probably exacerbated this year by the fact that this is the first time they've been able to come for a few years is it becomes something or it has, has been something of an afterthought. It's like, well, actually, the horse has pulled up okay. Maybe we can go. Whereas the work this year really has been to say, look, you know, we've got four $1.5 million races across a four-week period. We're laying on a plane. There are incentives for you to come over here. We will look after you when you come. Um, you need to start planning for it with, with some of your horses as, as their as their primary option, not as your secondary. And we've done a lot of groundwork this year, um, and probably built, I hope, a lot of bridges. Um, so, I mean, I'm expecting we'll get a pretty good representation from Godolphin, and they're fantastic supporters of the carnival, and I think have been for quite some time. But we're hoping we're going to see a few from Walla, um, maybe one from Melbourne Cup winning trainers, um, Kieran and, and, and David. Um, uh, Rothfire is obviously expected to come from Rob Heathcote, which is a really nice get. And I think he's a horse that's probably well suited to, to potentially running you know, the Winterbottom Gold Rush double. Um, I think you'd expect him to stay for both. Um, the Astrologist as well. So, you know, there's some good horses coming across this year. And I think we're likely to have somewhere between 14 and 16 horses on the plane um, and inevitably you know some of those are, are horses coming home so I, as, as much as it'll be fantastic to have Kiss on all four cheeks running in the carnival I don't really count her as an interstate horse you know she's down here um, so I'm not going to chalk up too many but um, but it's been it's been hard work you know I, I if every single Monday after the carnival races in 
Sydney, I've been on the phone or emailing or texting the trainers that have had horses in the three from races over a suitable distance saying, have you thought about us? What can we do for you? What's it going to take to get you over here? And inevitably, you get very polite, very enthusiastic responses, but it's it's like, ah, oh, you know, we're probably spelling or uh, we've got Champions Day in mind. So we, we do need to work on our, our relevance to the interstate, but three group ones at one and a half million is a pretty good statement. I mean, you don't, you don't get that anywhere outside of Victoria or New South Wales, so we should be proud of it and we should promote it as hard as we can. And the key for me is to showcase what we can do this year and then go back hard at them again next year. Absolutely. Yeah, the listening to you like now and also in the in the um, chats that you've had on on Tab Radio, it's very evident, James, that you're <clears throat> you're very racing focused, which is yeah. which is not a nice. I guess it's a breath of fresh air for for us, really. Um, Everyone uh, can relate to a mug pun of it. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, where I think you know, I, I was also I, a terrible jockey. If you go, back <laughs> I was going to ask you about that shortly, actually. But but were you were you a mug punter while you were riding? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, absolutely not. Well, technically, as an amateur, I was allowed to bet as long as it wasn't the race I was riding. I certainly wouldn't have backed me. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Terry would have been hanging over the fence abusing you, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I you should be able to back yourself. But I don't mind that. <laughs> yeah, I, think you can, I think you can in New Zealand, actually. Can you? I think so. Yeah, right. Um, so, James, look, for us, we, we've – I think I think some of the focus is, has – Sort of uh, trailed off the the racing and getting the, the racing right here in Western Australia, and the Masters format served us well, but it, it felt like it was a bit bit tired and in need of um, I don't know a fresh coat of paint really. And you've come in, and um, in conjunction with racing and wagering, it feels like the timing is right, and you've been a bit of an agent for change. And listen, and as I said, listening to you speak about your love of racing and putting racing up as the main attraction, you know, rather than fashion, rather than the party, rather than all that sort of stuff. It's the racing that we love and I think it's the racing that is going to sustain people's interest in, in the game rather than all the other all the other stuff, the ancillary stuff. Yeah, I, I, I completely, I couldn't agree more with that. And for me though, it's, it's, it's very important that racing is not just a betting product. Like racing is a sport and the jockeys are athletes, the horses are athletes and we need to promote that because that's how you actually create fandom. And that's how you, you create a more loyal following and a more regular following. If it's just fashion or it's just music, then people come for one event and they don't follow your sport. You need to make them fall in love with the sporting element of that. And I'd say that us as Perth Racing and Rala as well to a degree, but we have a, an obligation to, to promote and to celebrate the sport. And so you'll see, you know, if you come on Saturday, we've got the Lucky Grey stake. So you know, Lucky Grey will be there in the mountain yard and you can go and see him and he's actually a pretty chilled out character you can go and pass him you can go and have your photo with him and take kids and go and see him and that to me is really important to be able to have an interface between a top class x racehorse and the general public you start building that respect for the animal and you start building that respect for the racing and it's also great from an equine welfare perspective because people mm. see how well looked after they are post racing but you know when we had the apprentices cup the other saturday um it was great. it was a really good ride that won it from cash which was great to see but you know, we had the, the equisizer or the mechanical horse there and we had kids up there trying it, you know, seeing what it was like to potentially be a jockey. And that's one of the things that's really hard to communicate that to a general public. You know, anyone can kick a footy or, or have a go at bowling a cricket ball and most people have tried it. And so when they see someone get one from 50 meters or, you know, Warney turning it around the back of Gatting's legs, like they know that that 
exceptional piece of skill, but mm. not many people have ridden a horse and even fewer have ridden it in a race. So when they see CJP or whoever it might be, get one there on the line, spot on timing, having squeezed it through a gap, they don't really appreciate the sporting skill involved in that or the level of fitness involved to do that. And so I want to get them on an exercise or I want them to get them appreciating just how difficult it is and how much skill there is involved. And that takes time. And um, But I, you know, I, I, something I really focused on in my time in the UK um, with Champions Day was building a, a fan zone, as we called it, where people go and see a mock interior of the weighing room and the scales and the pegs and the equipment that they were used. And they could go to jockey school, as we termed it, and they could go and actually get taught by one of the leading jockeys for 10 minutes. And this is what you need to do to be a jockey. And, um, you know, we partnered with local schools and also with the Pony Club. And, you know, we were getting a thousand kids there on a, on a major race day, obviously with their parents, which was very good. But um, that area was buzzing all day. Um, and, and that's the real opportunity for me is you need to start building the next generation of racing fans now. There's, there's probably been an element of we've missed a generation a bit. And or, I don't or, think or we two, shout, or two, I think. Or two, yeah. yeah. And we don't shout loudly enough about what an amazing sport it is, but also what an incredible career opportunity it can be to work in horse racing. You know, people just assume, well, you're, you're a jockey or you're a strapper or whatever. But actually, you look at the, the opportunities that there are around racing, around media, commercial, sponsorship, events management. Podcasting. It's a massive industry. Hey, James, you're, you're really speaking speaking my language. And I <clears throat> I talk about this a lot with, with my friends and, and with Terry, and I'm, I'm sure I've bleated. Am I not included in the friendship group? I've, I've bleated, <laughs> bleated about this on the show before, but racing is such a unique sport is and and you 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 referenced it before is because you can't play it at the lower levels it's not like footy cricket basketball so it's almost like the outside running rail is is the divide between the people who who play and then the onlookers and then there's there's no real real crossover so um what you're what you're talking about and the then what you've experienced in in Britain with Champions Day is just the, those two worlds actually coming together so that people can actually, rather than just being interested onlookers, but standing on the outside looking in, they're actually inside the circle and are really a part of it. And, that's, and it is challenging with racing because there are so many barriers to trying it, but we've got it's our job as horse racing to bring it to them. Um, because like I say, if, if it's only ever a betting product, you never create true racing fans. You know, they are punters and there are lots of people for whom that's enough and that, that's okay. But if you really want to create a loyal fan base, then you've got to bring to life the, the sporting element of it and celebrate the horses as well. I mean, don't get me started on what makes a horse an incredible equine athlete because I'll go you know, speak for hours on it. But, mm. um, but we need to celebrate them and they are incredibly beautiful animals, but they're also very diverse. I mean, we only see them in as racehorses and they're only trained to do one thing, but they can do incredible things. And, you know, there are retired racehorses who've gone on to three day event in the Olympics. You know, that, that's an incredible achievement to, to win, on, win on the flat and then go and jump around the Olympic three star event, uh, three day event course. So, um, yeah, I think they they should be celebrated and, and they are ultimately, you know, the cornerstone of our industry. And so we have a real um, obligation to promote the level of care that they receive and, and you know, what is the day-to-day routine of a racehorse and what what happens to them pre-racing, during racing, post-racing, 
how are they looked after and how do we track it? How do we monitor it? We actually really need to tell that story because there are probably only two things that stop racing in their tracks. You know, one would be equine infectious disease if you're if your athletes are ill and they can't perform. Um, but the other is social license. And, mm. and if we lose that, you know, that's, you almost never get it back. And so that the promotion of the horse and what we do for the horse is, is right at the forefront of my mind most of the time. Um, one horse that was – that was very well said, by the way, James. One was horse, I was just yeah. thinking that. that um, one horse that was very much loved and um, – idolised in Western Australia, Hall of Famer, Northerly. He's got his group one now, the, the Northerly Stakes. Um, I'm really looking forward to what you guys are going to be able to do and, and Rawa promotional-wise around the, the first running of the Northerly Stakes, of course, Northerly Lodge in, in the background or um, in the background of the uh, Ascot race course, uh, Hall of Fame trainer, Fred Kersley, Damien yep. Oliver rode him to a Cox Plate victory. I mean, I, I was talking to my my, my nine-year-old daughter the other day about Northerly and showed her a replay of a Cox Plate that was the sort of um, horse that he was to me and how he shaped my racing journey. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what the club – um, the West Australian Turf Club and Rawa can do in in this very first edition of the Northerly Stakes. It was um it was a really interesting process to rename that race because originally the proposal had been to call it the Eurythmic um, after you know the I think the only WA horse to be inducted into the Australian Hall of Fame um, and you know his uh, skeleton's actually on display at the WA Museum which I saw the other day um, and um, you know but we did some you know, customer surveys, we surveyed our members and you know, we didn't even put Northerly as an option. It was, we're proposing Eurythmic, do you have any comments? And I think something like 33% of the responses said, we'd rather you did Northerly in one way or another. And you've got to listen to that. Um, and, and so we did. And, you know, obviously it makes it an awful lot easier for us to pull up the footage and speak to the people that are involved in the horse because they're still Absolutely. around. So it's much yeah. more relevant. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's, the one thing that one of one of the things I love about racing is is how passionate everybody is about it, and so even what you think would be a very minor issue, you know, the name of a race, and we're not, you know, it's worth one and a half million. It's still Group One. Does it really matter what it's called? And the answer is yes, Absolutely. it matters to people. And you know, you get some really passionate people going one way, and really passionate people going another. But they both want the same thing, which is what's good for racing. So I never mind having to have a. Uh, a passionate conversation with anybody because I know ultimately the the rationale for their for their well frustration if it is frustration or their enthusiasm is that we all want the same thing. Absolutely, and, and speaking of race names, it leads us into my next question: the uh, the slots the slots for <laughs> uh, the four million dollar Quokka uh, will be announced this Sunday, I believe. So the fourteen successful applicants for the slots in the uh, our very first. Slot race next April. I think it's the fifteenth of April next year. Will be announced yep, this summer. Um, another another exciting um, initiative from Perth Racing. However, th what are your thoughts on the actual name, James? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I'll be very honest and candid and say it wouldn't have been my first choice. <laughs> but then, <laughs> I don't claim to be a marketeer, and uh, my my view on it was. A rose by any other name. Like it's it's well, a four million dollar race. I tell you what, it's and got people talking more so about well, the name. So that's going to be the next point. Is any publicity? There is, yeah, there is no such thing as bad publicity. Mm. They say, and 
it, it has been talked about a lot and you know some of that has been negative mm. quite a lot of it has been you know what that's kind of fun why not it's it's a you know, is it a wa icon yes um <laughs> is it massively aspirational questionable but <laughs> yes. um yeah but is it going to make any difference whatsoever to who competes in it no <laughs> and um you know is it going to mean that people talk about it a lot like you say yes uh, so you know arguably it's doing its job but uh, i mean i'm just focusing on the fact that wa has a four million dollar rate yeah, it's um, yeah you know that is absolutely brilliant and i was <laughs> but lucky enough that i caught up with um rob archibald from annabelle nations and annabelle this morning because they were over in wa and they were like you've got a four million dollar race i'm like yeah four million dollars next april like you need to find a 1200 meter horse because there are inevitably going to be slot holders that need horses and they're mm. like wow there is a lot happening over here at the moment and, and there is i mean that's what's amazing if i'd have if somebody had said to me within seven months of starting you'd have the pinnacles and there'd be a slot race uh, i mean yeah i'd take that i'd have taken that with both hands so good on rawa you know they have they've really invested and obviously it's not just in, in thoroughbreds as well you know they've done it across the three codes which is it's great to see that actually the boards of you know the board of rally can sit down and go okay we're going to do something great for, for each of the codes and we're going to try and tie it together um so that should be a great weekend of sport in in perth yeah sens- <clears throat> sensational yeah like you said james it's um feels like the planets have aligned with with you coming in the new the new um i guess structure there and the um people in charge at rawa the <clears throat> everything just feels like it's in a, a space where people want to start moving the industry forward there was such a period of time of of flux with the sale of the tab which thankfully is, is not going to be going ahead now um and then we're just sort of stuck in a place where we couldn't really move because of the uncertainty involved with some of the key pillars of the industry but i suppose we've still got the the belmont park development to to work through but we'll save that conversation for another day but the um the fact that we are moving forward more prize money for the features uh, more exposure um quokka four million dollar race the western trilogy series next year feels like we're heading in a generally positive direction and um and as racing west australian racing lovers here at the one one we're we're thankful for for what's happening i mean racing in australia is, is booming at the moment and it's 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 crazy to see the levels of prize money investment and you know you you look at it and go it's just been supercharged in the last couple of years because of that i suppose bonus that racing has enjoyed across australia because it managed to keep going through the pandemic and so you know wagering returns are up and that means that there is money to be invested but it's it's great to see it being invested um that's the thing i there wouldn't be a more vibrant racing industry in the world at the moment than Mm. australia um and you look at you know, the horses in training sale back in the UK in October, I think 10 of the top 20 lots were sold to Australia. Um, I mean, that's a crazy figure. And obviously, the cost of horse flesh in Australia has gone up quite significantly. You know, the sale averages have gone up last couple of years. I mean, I think Magic Millions Perth, it was about 20% up on average last year, maybe even more than that. But you look at comparatively worldwide, it's still good value. <laughs> you look what they're paying in the UK for horses, given what they're then running for in the UK, is still way above what they're paying for horses here, given what they're running for. So, mm. I, I wouldn't necessarily say that this is a bubble that's got to burst. I think it's actually it was just probably lagging, and now it's it's supercharged, and I, you'd see that the growth has scope to continue. 
Absolutely, and and James, we'll 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 let you let you get moving. I know you're a very very busy man, but can I can I throw in a couple of suggestions while we've got you? Here? <laughs> I'm looking forward put, to put this. You yeah, on the spot. So uh, I'm a if you haven't guessed, I'm a traditionalist at heart, and um, I just want. Uh, just some consideration for a little bit of love for a little odd race called the Perth Cup. Um, $400,000 race now. Uh, I think if you build it, they will come. I think it can be something something great again and just needs a little bit of love from Perth Racing and Rawa. Also, I can it, give sorry. you a – so I agree with you on that one because one, one of the discussions was do you put the slot race on Perth Cup Day? Mm. And and for me, the answer is, is no. I, I actually think you would – kill the Perth Cup by doing that. It, it becomes the secondary race on the day when it should be the feature. So I agree that it needs to be invested in that. Now, the prize money has gone up a little bit, quite a little bit. I mean, I think it's 100 grand. So, you know, it's 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 going to be a bit a bit more valuable. But yes, the Perth Cup needs to be the feature that it once was. So I agree with you on that one. Yeah, don't lose faith in that race. That, that, that race has history and has a real cultural... Um, I don't know, a, a cultural heartbeat in Western Australia. Also, doing some programming for one of my clients, Morton Racing, during the week. In regards to the Quokka, now there is no uh, three-year-old only feature sprint races in, in that period of time. All the major three-year-old races are 1,400 metre plus in the autumn. And I think it could be something that Perth Racing and Rawa could sit down and have a couple of feature sprint lead-ups for the three-year-old onlys. Just looking at the uh, the success of, say, the, the new half-million-dollar Placid Arc Stakes on Saturday, mm-hmm. if there was a couple of three-year-old uh, sprint only sprint races leading into the Quokka, then that could give those young horses the opportunity to prove that they're Quokka worthy when the slops are up for grabs. Just a, just a thought that I, I come up with during the week, just doing some autumn programming. I love how far ahead you're thinking as well. <laughs> he's already done a speed map for <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So anyway, I just got buffer, I, he's got buffering. I thought well, <laughs> thought well, we had your had your ear, James. I'd just run those past you, but um, but yeah. Once again, uh, pleasure to have you on the show, the one one, and um, yeah, everything that you're doing for for West Australian racing, the game that uh, that we we love so much. So thank you. Well, uh, thank you guys, and, and thanks to everyone who's made me so welcome. You know, it's. It's been a real pleasure to get involved. So I look forward to continuing for some time. Very good. Appreciate your time, James. Thank you. Thanks, James. Thanks. Cheers. Okay, partners, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Placid Arc Stakes Day. BJ Ryan, Terry Layton, and Tom Johnston. We're teaming up to record episode 149 of the 1 1. This is your West Australian Racing Podcast. It's just after 11 a.m. on Thursday, the 3rd of November. We've got a Bunbury Turf Club at Belmont meeting this afternoon, Ascot and Geraldton on Saturday, and we're back in the Great Southern for an Albany meeting this Sunday. I'm excited. Should be. racing. And don't forget, BJ, stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the market. City meets, get out stakes competition. Um, and don't forget, we have our uh, Mundaring. Hotel, I just said that one. What's the what's the middle one called? Mundaring Hotel. Hotel. <laughs> Deary me. Mastermind uh, competition. Tommy Wolf coming back for week number two, taking on Brandon Webster. We've got mm. Baby Paris versus um, Rumor Says and Wild Bell. Mm. It's a prelude to the – this is this is the real Placid Art <laughs> prelude. <laughs> 
This uh, is the yeah, real yeah. one. But uh, but Brandon was pretty keen to get involved on on Twitter and accepted the challenge. And it's good to have him on board. And uh, yeah, Webster Racing Stables, of course, are flying Fernie Racing. Trained a few winners as well. So I'm uh, going to have good guests as well as uh, looking forward to seeing how they go. Um, Couple of form horses clashing. Exactly, 100%. Uh, Betfair-wise, betfair.com.au. Um, we've got our own page on the Betfair Hub now. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the one one there uh, where you can find all our episodes and uh, our best, our Betfair bests of the mm. day. So You started with a bang last first time you posted last week and you started with a bang. Massimo, we both are Massimo actually, and um, yeah. So you might, uh, I reckon you've just got to go on a streak now through the pinnacles. Yeah, we call it BJ's best of the pinnacles. Fuck that! Wasn't, <laughs> wasn't, wasn't that just pure wit? I'm really glad that came out as well as it did. But uh, yeah, it all happened. You know, they're the, I've done all the feature races. They should be up on Betfair by the time this comes to you. They should be up 11 a.m. type thing. They should be up already. They Let's should be up on. already. They won't be. <laughs> they won't be far away. I was up till bloody the wee hours writing them. So. Um, no, they should be up uh, up shortly, and um, yeah, just 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 exciting times ahead. BJ. So little <clears throat> little birdie tells me that you're on little birdie this morning, but also that you might be uh, that uh, Gareth Hall um, might be in town next week to do some uh, to do some recording for Giddy Up with Gareth uh, at Ascot Trackwork, and the Guru might be involved somewhere somewhere in the mix. <laughs> yeah, the mix? I believe so. The details are all been a bit sketchy at this point in time, but, uh, yeah, no, Gareth's here next week, and obviously there's a, a fair bit happening. So, we'll um, yeah, I think we'll be doing a couple of shows with SEN and um, just dribbling shit and hoping Devoted's there to dribble shit about. Mm. It all comes back to Devoted. That's all I really care about <laughs> in life at the moment. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that is everything that's happening in the wonderful world of Betfair, betfair.com.au. All right, it's a fantastic card to get stuck into, so let's get cracking. Um, and to start things off, it's time to um, do the Ascot track report, brought to you by Witten's Irrigation and Design. Whether it's racetrack, residential, or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. Terry, what are we thinking? Oh, throw it to Tommy, I reckon. Tommy, throw it to me. Uh, that's nice of you. Um, <laughs> rail at six, which generally oh, yeah. for me means if you can land 1-1 one, one in a suitable race, it's the ideal spot. Mm-hmm. So, that's the way I've played the days. Look for races. You don't want to be too far back, but it certainly hasn't been like impossible to make some ground. So, I'll play it as somewhat fair. Look to those closer to the speed. I think it will play similarly to opening day in the first two lanes will be the place to be. Okay. Um, but- I try to go in with an open mind at the minute of just let races one, two, and three happen, and then actually figure out what the pattern will be. I won't be. I won't be letting them happen. I reckon we diving in. Yeah, I'll dive in, but I'll be prepared <laughs> to change my bet. Like, yeah, I think so. one thing about big fields. Big fields early too. So yes, the big yeah. fields. Um, last time we were at the six meters, it was pretty fair. I've just tried to go in with no preconceived ideas, but just the big fields. It just allows. Like if you get a couple of couple of. Dog shit runners out in France. Next thing you know, they're stopping on the field and you want to be in a moving line. So oh, I just think it's great fields to to use your maps with and just, yeah, in saying that, that'll be probably a red hot <coughs> rail now and uh, I'll back six things that'll settle in the three wide line. I'll go out and let me say that five minutes will come from the 1-1. One, one on five will come from the 1-1. One, one. Six, mate. I'll we'll, go we'll, six, from this, from this, from this podcast, podcast? It'll be nine. Surely, surely, <laughs> not surely it'll be nine, right? <laughs> Between us, we'll tip the card. 
already yeah. So, um, but the, the Craig Whitten uh, message in, he said that they're, they're really happy with the, the growth of the grass in recent weeks. It's getting up to exactly where they need it, which is perfect timing for uh, for Railway Stakes Day next Saturday. But um, but yeah, the track's in tremendous condition heading towards the start of the Pinnacles this Saturday. So happy days. Uh, as Tommy said, rail's out six metres. They're thinking it's going to be about 22, 23 degrees, so a nice day. I think it starts getting a bit warmer next week onwards, though. So uh, things are really heating up, literally. So let's get cracking. Race one is the Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Series. This is heat number three. The final um, $100,000 West Speed Platinum final is on Winterbottom Stakes Day. So, um, Any qualifiers that you know of for that race already, Tommy? Oh, there's the big one. Yeah, the big eight. It's race over, isn't it? Let's Parky's just talk been, about, Parky's yeah. been booked. That's that right? No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a complete lie, actually. Hal of course, Terry and uh, Tommy are uh, um, major, major, major shareholders. Of, he races it's a, bit under, it's a bit low key that he's racing today, actually, isn't it? And he's a uh, he, he's probably alive hope today. He goes well on the short backup. It's uh, geez, not a bet price for me today, Tom. No, neither. Um, all right. Anyway, race one. It's uh, this is a cracking platinum race. A lot of the platinum races have been fairly underwhelming throughout the year. This is wild. This eighteen plus two to start things off yeah. is really ninety-one dollars accepted elsewhere. So ninety-one dollar yep. will probably go to the sixty plus later. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the big thing that I think you need to take into account straight away: this is fourteen hundred meters, not twelve. And there's a lot of these. I think the fourteen hundred sees them out. I don't know. If, I still don't think Rain of Fire runs out a real strong fourteen. Coupled in the barrier 15 and the 60 kegs. Um, requisition. I think I actually think requisition's going, it's a different horse at the moment. Mm. And it got the 12. I don't think it's impossible to get the 1400. Uh, but then you've got hot blooded to deer up. They've got to be big question marks at the 1400. And they're both semi in the market as well. So I think a key aspect of this race is the um is the fact it's 14, not 12. Pardon me, Brett Pope's got four runners in this race. Yeah, he loves a. He's had a pretty good record in the um, Platinum's recently. Jedi got rec- requisition. requisition and banana. Yes, banana. Banana. Uh, fire sale. A few punters slipped C- on that. <laughs> so likable. Um, uh, Absolutely none. I'm just going to talk about the speed map. So I just don't understand how it's six bucks. You got a you, Tommy's got a favorite, doesn't he? No, I, don't, I don't have a favorite. <laughs> I just, I just like the gate. It, it has to be in the market, though, doesn't it? It's going to because of the map. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. It's, it's gonna. I took three dollars twenty in one of the worst races in Kalgoorlie two weeks ago. Now you're talking six bucks. Are you kidding me? Brock's doing some. Yeah, he's right. Um, actually, don't want pretty good things. With I his, don't uh, want to completely knock any of Brock's at the moment. Um, but yeah, um, so Tommy J, first up. What are your thoughts on uh, race one on uh, Placid Arc Stakes Day? Uh, like, it's it's a great start in terms of the quality of the race for a Westview <laughs> Platinum. Yeah. But it's just like a night. Like, I don't want to talk about it because I'm half disgusted by what I've done. But, like, I'm Sweet Tea yep. favourite, which is probably right. But I'm Glasgow Girl second favourite. Oh, like, yeah, Tommy. Which is just sums up where I'm at. Someone check um, his temperature. <laughs> mentally. Um <laughs> I was so likable, $8, just purely on the map, like what comes across Sea Wave. Um, like it just, it looked like Have it was going to get a pretty got, comfortable. You got Glasgow outside leader? Yeah, Glasgow. No, can't, she can't no, jump. Can't jump. Uh, she's not jumping. She? Um, yeah, she. She, yeah. Girl. That's it does make sense, doesn't yeah, it? It's a giveaway. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I've got horses like Success Play and Key Trade and all those somewhere near the market and Dadira and Hot Blooded around. I've got $15. Cantoneer is not impossible at 21s. Like what? I don't know. It's just it's a <laughs> it's a great viewing race. Um, I'll probably end up on 
five horses and not back the winner here, which is going to be probably deserving. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to commit to I like this or anything like that. It'll, I'll wait for late of something that hits $61 and probably play that. Sweet tea. This is a day, surely, Guru. Oh, geez, you're, you're brave backing one that's going to be probably four, maybe five back the fence. Um, is it going to be that far back? Yeah, she doesn't yeah, Four yeah, back, I yeah, think. Cannot, cannot step out the gates, old, old sweet tea. Got her gender right as well, she's a mare. Um, two from two. Yeah, thank you. Uh, cannot step out the gate, sweet tea. With with normal luck, suspect she's the hardest to beat. understand her being favourite in this market, but... Um, yeah, I just I see things being ugly from four or five back the fence. On her. And I reckon as well, her, she's got the best form lines, but she also got the right run against big screen on that really nice rail. Uh, it was really good first up as well, obviously. And yeah, she'll be popular and I understand um, people being keen on her, but I just, for me, it screams hard luck story from mm. where she's going to be in the run. So. so who are you favourite? This is, I reckon this is close to your best bet of the day. As well, we're going to just <laughs> pop straight in. I think key trades are living, living, a living, breathing, an absolute living, breathing. Just a bit like it's going to, it's going to need some luck. But I think drawn wide here with the way this race maps is pretty good in a three wide line moving into it. Um, trialed super with the big, um, big weight of Alan Kennedy, um, and then first up. Came out, uh, ran fourth behind requisition from dead last after drawing widest that day. It and was it Price Pursuit sprinted together. And it left Price Pursuit standing. Price Pursuit came out last week and run third to Written Matter in a 66 plus. Like it was, you probably got to say Key Trade was close to the run of the day for its grade, if that makes sense. Most recent, you go, oh, hang on, it's fallen in at a class three at Northern. Nothing is making an inch of ground at Northern. The middle of that track is absolutely gone. Like it's just, uh, it's just bottomless. It's, it's, Completely cooked. The horse it beat home, Fiorucci Mama got it. It got to lead, and Fiorucci Mama is a really good horse when leading. Like that's mm. better than a average class three. It drops a kilo. I think Fiorucci Mama is better than these. Um, gonna need luck in a three wide line. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, we'll see. Ten dollars plus throughout, but yeah, I'm three dollars ninety. It's key trade each way to the bank. Off we go. What a what a start to the pinnacles. <laughs> <laughs> what a start to the pinnacles. Just yeah. Anyway, I got requisition um, equal second favorite sweet tea. I actually just think it's a different horse at the moment. I think it and Sea Wave might work together. You might come across Sea Wave might come across with it. You a bit of non-team riding, team riding. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly. Oh, like it will be. Yeah, they'll both keep. They'll both try. But I mean, should probably a hot-blooded Terry. Uh three ninety key trade. Sorry. Uh, oh, the other horses. Uh, hot-blooded. I have. I really liked. The way Hot Blood is racing, mm. 15 bucks. That's fine. Okay. It's 15 flat. So. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Um, just missing kicks and putting itself in, in tough positions. Sticky. Um, oh, I just love what I've, yeah, I love what I've seen from Key Trade. It's not Terry, a, does, it's Terry, not a, does, Terry doesn't want to hear any more about this race. Okay. <laughs> I just, no outside noise. I just want it to have to, normal luck. Nothing just to make Normal luck, waters. get central. Um, yeah. So big, who wins? Big fan. I don't mind Key Trade. <laughs> 390. <laughs> yeah. I reckon Betfair late will be. Better than the nine bucks around at the moment. All right. That is the uh, West, that's heat three of the West Speed Platinum Series heat finale in two weeks' time. Race two is the Amelia Park handicap, rating 66 plus over the uh, 1600 meters. Well, you always know when Castillo de Lago is in the, in the race that he's going to lead and he's going to set a genuine clip. And so it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a genuine test of 1600 meters, Terry. Yeah, it certainly will be. It was um, 30-odd days between runs last start as well, which is um, 
was probably makes the effort at even that little bit better than it was. But you'll notice when Castillo Del Lago's in races, it um, he always gives a, a massive uh, kick into the straight. And the winners, like the last few that have beaten him, Santorio was sort of towards its back western night, I think, breezed. Remember? He ended up breezing. Ended yeah, up breezing. Yeah. Uh, Rejuvi King was, I think, through the fence or yes, the back. Correct. Yep. And Caramundo wasn't far from a, a similar spot. So the thing with Castillo del Lago is it gives such a nice kick into the straight. You want to be in that line. Like it takes you all into it. So I think the most important thing in a race with Castillo del Lago, if you're not going to back Castillo del Lago itself, is to find a horse that's drawn well and will be sucked into the race by Castillo del Lago because it would just give such a good kick. It, Obviously gives it up at the hundred most mm. times, um, but it gives such a good kick. So straight away that obviously brings um, sort of brings in Stylax from four. I think Groundbreaker from seven can come across, um, but then obviously Rock's Legacy, Rock Legacy, Constant yeah. Dreaming, and Stella Vista barriers one, two, three. Um, I think Constant Dreaming, who actually led a few races earlier this year, albeit in staying races, yeah, but yeah. it still jumped nicely. Yep, it drew the widest last start. I think it's got the um, potential to to jump and sort of land through the fence here. And I, I just think that's your right moving line. Um, but in regards to who's going to win the race, I'm a bit clueless. Apart from that, I um, there's a few that are overs. I'm quite keen. Okay, on a little double here of Groundbreaker and Stylax. I think they're the two. I think we might get our first winner from the one-one here um, in Groundbreaker. <laughs> so, so you're saying Key Trade won't win the first? No, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> I, I thought you meant nah. the position the one-one. He does. He does. Mate, only bad luck gets a beat. I'm I'm four dollars sixty Groundbreaker. I thought last time was really good. Effort. Six bucks. Um, and it, oh, it's currently double figures. So. Mm. That I think it starts double figures. Though. Yes, I, the, I the thing, agree. I've actually wrote myself a little note just saying, like, just be patient. I feel like you need to dive in and take markets. Like, in, I was looking at the first, like, there's 136% with a lot of the books. Mm. Like, race two, we're looking at now, it's 127%. Like, yeah. none of these are going to drift wildly. Like, Stella Vista 420, the way it's racing, it's going to start four or five bucks. Like, they're not going to drift wildly. That's the thing. There's no rush. It's such a, that's the best part about this. We just, we can just be patient. Patience is for cowards. I agree. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm quite keen. Um, groundbreaker, and we'll save on Starlacks in this race. I think Groundbreaker up to the mile here um, is well suited, should be close to the speed. It'll be run at decent tempo, which I actually think is in Groundbreaker's uh, favour. The only concern is what breezes and how well that's travelling of it. They might struggle to find a gap coming into the bend. And I dare say it doesn't want to be held up here um, to be able to win this race. But I was a lot longer. Stella Vista I shouldn't have won last start um, <laughs> last week. Um, strike now is too short in my market. Um, Rock Legacy is a little bit too short in my market. Find Your Man's way too short in my market. So um, for me, it looks an easy play here of Groundbreaker and have a little something on Stylax to break even or small profit. Mm -hmm. Pretty similar. I. I, <clears throat> I I marked this race without any real, like I didn't sit down and try and get it to the scent or anything, but I marked Groundbreaker, Constant Dreaming, and Stella Vista all six bucks. So current market suggests I back Groundbreaker and Constant Dreaming, um, both at around the $10 mark. Yeah. I yep. like five I like, bucks touch. I like Constant Dreaming and Starlax from the low draws. I think Ooh. they're probably going to be following it. Can each box those, we, can box, yeah, we can box those three then, yeah. can't we? Yeah, I think Constant Dreaming is just about, this is, just looks a nice, nice race for it, doesn't it? At this stage of its preparation, CJP, low draw, building. Uh, Stolax, that was a good win under the weight. The other day, what's it dropped? Four and a half kilos. 
with a, with a gate, stable in form as well. Um, as Terry said, Castillo de Lago sets that tempo, just sort of drags those low draw drawn horses into the into the race so they're going to get their opportunities aren't they so that was sort of the way i was landing um if you do like constant dreaming have a look at the last run mm. and compare it with strike now mm. and just it was near identical performances mm. right um constant dreaming draws two strike now draws 12 um and strike now six bucks constant dreaming's 11 12 bucks yeah so it's a really good comparison on its own. Plus, Constant Dreaming should be peaking more than Strike now, who's probably been up longer and had its opportunity to find its best form. Yeah, I see that they've gone for the blinkers, they're reaching a bit, Pikey's on, so I can see why mm. it's sort of in that realm. Um, one horse I wanted to ask you about, it. it's a hor horrible draw, but I think the best of Pat's got sass is, is sort of – Right in the mix here. Just I thought it was the horse I'd find mm. when I started doing the race, but it was the mile, the fact it's 28 days and the fact that I don't, um, it will take forever to probably get to the breeze and do all that work. So lots of negative. It's, it's a horse yeah, that I don't negs, think will yeah. back here. And even if it's gassed at the 1400, if it gets there and looks happy, oh, oh, it's one I'll sort of keep in mind for, for weeks coming, uh, for, for weeks ahead. So, um, yeah, cracking race. So, so this is one of those races where like we – None of us like will have mentioned that we like Rock Legacy um, or we're not tipping Stella Vista. It definitely can win. Position yeah. of power was luckless last start. I reckon there'll be people coming at those type of horses too, especially Rock Legacy. Um, that's not for me at all. I'm significantly longer. but um, And there'll be people probably just taking luck out of the equation and saying, well, hang on, $8, $9 each way because still let it alone. I'm just saying that that's why that I just feel like there is – like constant dreaming, like we're all expecting. Is, is, is that above your price? To get rolled over. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Dreaming, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. well above your price. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if constant dreaming jumps sixteen dollars bet fair. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if it jumps seven dollars fifty bet fair. Yeah, like, it's a real like groundbreaker, Tommy. Like from that yard. Like, are you? Do you think the eleven dollars will be the best price? I, I, I wouldn't surprise me if it jumps eight dollars or if it jumps fifteen fifty. Like, yeah. trying to judge prices in, on a day like this is um pretty difficult, which is good. Absolutely. Just just touching on the jockey of Pat Scott, Sash, Kishore, Duran. Um, big day for him at Ascot Saturday, last Saturday, um, winning the Apprentices Cup. Did he? I never know. What did you think of the what did you think of the salute, gentlemen? Uh I, I was quite impressed with that, <laughs> It um do you know else notice it was the first ever Apprentices Cup run below benchmark in my lifetime? <laughs> they've they've gone so slow up front. I couldn't believe it. I thought it'd be on for young and old at the thousand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, few steady hands. Yeah. Cash just Cash just worried him out of it. Yeah, no. He's okay. <laughs> so he's two hundred and fifty dollars lighter, courtesy of the uh, pre-winning post yes. salute. If if I was on, I, yeah, I was going to say if I was on, I would have happily paid that for him. I love that type of stuff. So I just yeah. see, I just see that the, uh, the the races WA has, has put out a um, a post on the on the socials. Who's the best? Uh, winning salute, and it's got Damien Oliver on Media Puzzle, Brendan Abdallah, which was a cracker on Lasquetti Spirit in the uh, VRC Oaks, Mitchie Pateman, he should just be like- There's probably about 12. Hall of Fame. As you said before, off here, Dream Lifter down at Albany is one of the best I've oh, ever seen. Epic. And then Cash has made the four for his, uh, for his. I don't know if that's a bit of recency bias or whatever when it comes to salutes, <laughs> but he's in the he's in the, the running- Just from nowhere. Like, Cash has ridden a lot of winners, and it was just from nowhere. Did- <laughs> Yeah, just from absolutely nowhere. Who was what was the one in what was the one in Broome? It was a Broome Cup five, ten years ago. It was either Peter Hall or Mitchell Pateman. I'm not sure which one of the two it was. And they stood up with a hundred to go. No, like standing up slowly. They won by five lengths. Oh, I'm not gonna think I'm not gonna think of the horse's name. Was it Red Silks? 
Uh, I will let me have a let me have a think. It raced in town quite a bit. Went up there. Won a, I think it was the Broom Cup. Yeah, right. Oh, <coughs> yeah. Gloryland. No, nah, it wasn't Gloryland. No, no, no. Came from came from Rearwood. Um, that's one of my favourites of all time. Yeah, because they stood up so far. Behind, <laughs> like, yeah, they still. They I were, think they I were think, barely at the six hundred. I think one. That, I think I think one that they missed some uh, some um, WA racing nineties uh, aficionados will uh, remember this one. Chatty Davies uh, was a jockey in WA, now retired. He went over to ride a West Australian horse called Singing the Blues in the Oakley Plate. And uh, if you ever see the replay, I'll try and dig it up. Um, and put it on Twitter. It was one of the all-time great salutes. It went over there for uh, the WA Connections and won the Group 1 Oakley played at Caulfield. Epic. So he was stiff, Chatty. He should have been in the mix there, mate. But uh, anyway, we better move on. Race three is the Furphy Handicap graduation over the 1,200 metres, and we saw a smart horse win a couple of weeks ago, guys, in the form of Ollie's Choice from the Brock Luthwaite stable. He goes around here on the fortnightly uh, backup here. Sean O'Donnell, 61 kgs, barrier 13. But, geez, he looks a type, Terry. Yeah, that's all the ugly things, isn't it? 61 mm. and 13, dearie me. And, you know, tell you what, it's gone up a kilo and it's a harder race. So, oh, yeah, but uh, you don't win much more impressively than that. Uh, he drew well last start, still ended up deep, no cover. I think Sean O'Donnell will be thankful he had a pretty good one under him, um, which actually happened a few times on this same horse. He he just about could be undefeated in his career. Like he just you go got, back through, got some real quality about him. Like even he's a top, he's yeah. a black top horse. I think mm. in the making, yeah. um, Ollie's choice. But um, <clears throat> look, he didn't get the luck last start, and he still won the race. So he could actually, despite drawing worse, could end up getting a three wide line here or whatnot. But. Geez, he's, he's a tough betting proposition yeah. at that sort of price, just with those. Um, he's around 350 at the moment. Yeah, look, I, I marked him around four. I've got a lot of respect for him. And this is the type of horse I'd usually go into trying to take on. It's just I think he's so good yeah. that I didn't want to go in taking him on too hard. But I marked him favourite, um, sort of a long. I marked this race quite loosely. I found it difficult to mark mm. um, with Category 3. Uh, I didn't want to be too Category 3 orientated after just one performance. Um, but uh, it was an impressive performance. Pikey goes on and he gets six and a half. Uh, it's half six and a half kilos off Ollie's choice as well. So, um, yeah, I, I can make a case for those two fairly strongly. I think a big improver. None of the prices here are getting me, by the way. So mm -hmm. there won't be a bet for me now. I'll, I'll have a look late and see what's um, see what's happening. But I think Magic to exceed will be a massive improver. Forget it went around last start. Didn't get to the top. It's a different horse leading. Beat multinational last campaign uh, from lead or breeze. Sorry, yeah. um, it'll be a big improver. And uh, I know. I keep doing my ass on him, but Rock and Rupert has actually been jumping really well, and there's heaps of slow ones drawn around him. I can't see any reason why they don't be a bit more aggressive on Rock and Rupert this week, and I reckon they'll sit in the first six. Try and land in front of Mosquito. That's its go, I think. Well, I think Mosquito will be dead last because it yeah. can't jump. Yeah. So, um, But, yeah, Sean and Jake Casey have got some enigmatic gallopers, and they've got a few of them engaged here. But, um, yeah, it's uh, the market is very much looks very much like mine at the moment with Ollie's choice. Um, category three, rock and roof, magic to say. There's been good money, real danger, which mm. is understandable if it's the last win, but maybe it just found the right race. Oh, I didn't say that. It's that deep. Red, yeah, all it of its wins have been like that. Actually. Start before it was desperately unlucky. To mm. real it might be coming of age to some degree, but mm. you'd suspect Pike's on the number one. Yes, yeah, William Pike riding category three in this recent white and Clint Johnson Porter on real danger. As Terry laid out, all his choice around the 350. Then we've got category three, 460, 480. Other horses in the market, Rock and Rupert, Colossal, both around the $8 mark. Uh, real danger, Magic to Exceed are both the, they're really the next line of betting there, uh, the $10 and 
and perhaps the likely leader, Vogue's Choice, around the $14, $12 mark. Tommy, your thoughts on race three? <clears throat> yeah, look, it wasn't a race I was particularly interested in diving into. I was $5.40 favourite, Ollie's Choice. Um, just map looked sticky, top weight. Like, it's just I really couldn't get it much shorter. Um, I didn't really want to be on it. And Magic to Exceed, Rock and Rupert, I was equal second pick at $8.00. Um, the one in the market that I think they've got wrong, and not that it's too long, but Colossal I was 31s, so I can't – like, I thought it was very poor first. I thought its trial was just really plain. It's now, what, five weeks between runs here? Um, I had Colossal as a horse to be on anywhere it went next start. No, yeah, well. After its last run. In saying that, I'm $16 here. I agree with um, everything else you're saying. It's um, it's just not like, – and it, I think from 14, I don't know where it ends up either. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's a – they've got a decision to make early of that could make or break its race. So Might try and follow Ollie, potentially. That might be the case. Yeah, but then you end up, I dare say, a fair way back if that horse doesn't – And the way to beat it might be on map. Yeah, so yeah. Um, for me, it doesn't look – it looks out of Magic to Exceed or Rock and Rupert as the one that whichever drifts the most, I dare say, I'll probably end up a little bit. But could see a wild drift here because Category 3 Ooh. and Ollie's will be real popular. I reckon we could see some wild prices but for potentially Magic to Exceed with people not willing to forgive and do a speed map. And even Rock and Rupert, people might just uh, – just could, had enough. Gets, had enough. Had exactly. Enough Would not surprise me if one of them gets near 20 bucks, Tommy. Any kind of positivity on Rock and Rupert is – Brings his horse right into the race. Mm-hmm. Last start, it should have won. Three starts I, go, probably should have I reckon won. Rock and Rupert early can be quicker than Magic to exceed. This is the type of race Rock and Rupert can probably lead. No one will consider that as an option, but it is actually jumping okay. They're just we, restraining. When did, when did we back it? Two starts ago, wasn't it? And when Pikey <clears throat> won on Rock and Rupert, which was its last victory, it mm. sat three deep um, outside the speed, no cover. So I think it'll be a better horse um, allowed to allowed to run in a particular manner. So. But Betfair's dictating the go, I reckon. Yeah, well, I think the state was just taking the mindset that the horse is running on really well, which it is. However, at the same time, you're handing up nine lengths in run, which is just exactly. ridiculous. So for a horse that has gate speed, like there's an option to sit midfield here, don't put the horse under pressure and let it just maintain its speed early and hold a spot. And all of a sudden, you're saving four lengths on the bend, like, which I think is the option to, to take I, the last three yeah. starts. But also here, I think they can settle somewhat Close, or definitely closer than the last and show some kind of positivity and at least put yourself in level pegging with the Ollie's Choice in Category 3 on the bend. Like, don't you don't want to be behind it. No. There's just no speed not. in this. No. Like, if they wanted to, they could breeze. They could 100%. Obviously, knowing the stable mate will probably be looking for that exact spot, they, they should probably be, they should really do be it. following the stable mate. Well, they should be. Oh, yeah. Because I, I reckon with Hayden, with Vogue's Choice, he's not desperate to lead on that horse. He's very happy to sit on it. So, mm. it's not going to be – it's not an out-and-out tearaway, Vogue's Choice. It'll, it'll be content to park in behind him. So, so do you think French Martini – Leads. Oh, I I think, well, I've got Vogue's choice magic yeah. to exceed outside, but it wouldn't surprise me if there's a bit of intent shown. I mean, real danger, instead of sitting three deep, should probably just go forward and lead. I know it's not Bob's go-to, but that's probably the best option for this horse. It seems how it, it seems to do its best racing, racing without cover. All of its wins, I'm pretty sure, have been without cover. Maybe apart from the time Luke Campbell won on it a few starts ago um, in the country. But there's the opportunity for someone to show some um, some aggression here and some forward thinking, and I think that almost might win you the race. Mm, interesting. Um, yeah, I was that, – that Category 3 run was a slasher the other day, wasn't it? Look, it was a pike on board. just feels like a terrific setup to uh, for get the wizard back up and running on uh, on a big day. Um, I think that's – I think it's going to continue to firm too, Category 3. Yeah. Um, 
from its current price. So, but uh, away from the the two fancies, obviously we spoke about loose choice in glowing terms as a prospect. Setups a bit 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 well more than a bit sticky for the price that you're getting at the moment. So, um, I'm operating around the two Casey runners, Magic to Exceed and Rock and Rupert. And maybe if there's a wild blowout, think this horse is racing tremendously well. Probably not a great setup for her either, but Mama Temba is ready to win a race. I was so. on last week yeah. at about 35 to 1. And um, yeah, I was a bit a bit flat. Just had to push mm. out at the top of the straight. I, I don't know how well she still let down final 50 with the clear air and stuff. So maybe wouldn't have won. But tell you what, I reckon I would have got a, a fair on site for my money at a price. So um, yeah, disappointing. Horse is going well. Horse is going well. Horse is going well. Horse is going well. But yeah, market based. I'm four bucks. Ollie's four bucks. Category three, seven forty. Rock and Rupert, eight ninety. Magic to exceed. That's my book. Thanks for listening. Rock and Rupert uh, is, is slowly heading towards all day session land. However, one more for me. Oh, I haven't thrown in every start with Rock and Rupert. That's a good. <laughs> I threw in last. I threw in last. Who's start? I threw in probably. Yeah. And how's real dangerous that three and four deep the trip, no cover, and beat me home? Like on a day where you could make ground. Like, dearie me, you're kidding me. Tommy, final word. Um, good watch. Betfair. Good watch. Yep. <laughs> Betfair.com.au. Race four is the Crown Perth Handicap. We've had a scratching here, lads. Number ad, number eight, rather. Um, featherweight is a scratching this morning. So a lot of these horses were- Bookmakers to rule along. Bookmakers to rule along, exactly. A lot of these horses were uh, crossed over with the Colonel Reeves stakes as well. Hot Zed, Ray Day, Pans Down, I think Icy Red as well. So um, they've fallen back into the ratings. 78 plus contest here, which is a pretty good move. And it's added some real depth to uh, a quality sort of handicap. I think, I think Will Chino won this race last <clears> year. <throat> Just to, just about to say that I'm pretty mm. sure it was Will Chino, Secret Plan, Triple Missile, All Day Session was pretty unlucky in the run. Um, charge ran third. I tip Charge at about fifty to one uh, in a seventy eight yeah. plus. Yeah, um, when it found the front, one of the rare occasions that found the front with a bit of ease. Can't jump anymore. But pretty um, sure, pretty sure Will Chino ran one eight. It was a fair one oh eight last year, too, and it started favourite in the winter bottom. So excited. I don't know if any of these will be starting favourite in the winter bottom, but. Yeah, you never know. Well, you do know. Actually, none of them will be starting favourite at the bottom. But Tommy, I think we're um, we're on the same page here. So I'll let you I'll let you take it away. Right. Um, this is just put simply a race where find value, back value, and I've found value, and I will back value in Gemma's Sun. <laughs> I I'm quite sure. I thought you were going to go disco donut there for a while. <laughs> Not far off. It'll be like a finish. Um, <laughs> I reckon it will. <laughs> I, I've got a – my market's a bit out of whack because I still have featherweight in it. But let's go market pre-featherweight scratching. It makes no difference. I was $6 Gemma's son. Um, I can only imagine that gets shorter now that you take out featherweight, who I somewhat respected in the market. I didn't think it would beat Gemma's son. I'm favourite. It's a rate A, but I'm longer than the 290 on offer currently. Um, 290, is it now? It is. Oh, that's a little bit of – I did think that was – when I saw the opening markets, I did think that was one – I think that went up 390 across the board earlier today. I did think that was one that would shorten. Um, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I um, – Gemma's son, two starts back in the Crawford, was less than or very close to a length off. It's a rate A and gets two and a half kilos uh, for that run. Gets three and a half kilo off – both hot set and pans down. Five, five kilos five on off hot set, five and a half on pans down. There you go. So even better. Um, Drops it, two points in the meantime. It uh, looks a race where hopefully Pete, uh, Pete, Paul Harvey can find some cover and 
get into the middle of the track and there looks to be a fair bit of speed up front with Kenny like an icy red. I dare say they won't be walking here. Just go down um, out three wide maybe. Yeah, it's – um. Oh, look, I, I don't know how it wins, but I'm telling you I think it wins. So – that's the way I'm going. I'm I'm just much shorter. So the twelve dollars on offer currently is a great bet for me each way. What just wins? <clears throat> Not just wins because it's Gemma's son, but it, <laughs> it just might win. <laughs> I'm. It's in that. It's in that realm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm with you in the, in the fact that I don't know exactly how we win it. Does Harvey try to be a bit more aggressive, find a spot close, or does he just park out the back and go with them? But. It's down to an 83 rater. It peaked at a 91. Um, Harvey rode in the Crawford. There was nothing between the run of Ray Day, pans down. Um, Hot Zed was the pick of the runs. Massive weight swing against it here. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't minimal against it. Harvey going on is everything. If it was any other jockey, I wouldn't even be considering um, Gemma's son here. But I just feel like you get down to a winnable weight. We saw it with, and we'll talk about um Another Harrison runner later, Jericho Missile. Uh, it, it sort of happened when it won a year and a half ago. Um, it just sort of got got down to a rating and that was the right race for it. And I think this might be the time it's the right race for it. Drew a gate and I'd be very excited. Very Hunt would have a fair record on Gemma's too, wouldn't he? He does. Yeah, he won on the he won the both over the twelve hundred and the two and three year old magic millions. Um but yeah, as Tommy said, there's a there's a lot of speed on. Um I th- I don't like if this was a quaddy leg, it's an early quaddy leg. I'd I'd be throwing in Kenny luck to early quaddy. It was huge last start. Um it beat comes a time giving it weight last campaign over the twelve hundred. I went back and went, it's it's not like just one or two. It's it's performed in the city three, four, five times. It's only like, been just over three lengths in the Senate last as well. Yeah. Uh, where, where it it couldn't even get to the yeah. that day. So. so it'll lead this on its ear. Mm. I see Red in the Breeze and, and Disco Donut out deep. I reckon it can shake those two off. On its back is probably going to be can't be done. Like they're, they're little roadblock territory for a horse like Kenny Luck. So I think they'll get it late. Um, but, yeah, I I just think it's it's worth including in your exotics. Um, I marked its radio favourite too, Tommy. I'm $3. Before the scratching, I was about three thirty, so I'm probably because. about 3 bucks. Always, always just mindful of the apprentice on a back marker. Um, it just, it, it's, they're never easy steers. They're never that easy steer. So, um, yeah, just mindful in that sense. And the weight swing's big against Hot Z. So that's why I was happy taking a little set mm. against it. Uh, Vane Tempest is above my price too. Jeez, I'm mentioning nearly every horse here. So Vane Tempest, last ride, silly ride. Did On we- the day the <clears throat> rail was cold and he's gone back to the fence from the widest gate, just had to stay wide in a, in a moving line. And I don't think they'll make the same mistake here. It can win too. Did we mention Brad at all? Can't be done. $3.30. Um, yeah. <laughs> it can't be done. <laughs> and if all day session wins, that's that's it for me. Curtains. I'm done. It got, we, we tipped it last start. You and I were, were pretty can't travel the winner, I thought. Oh. Turned on straightening and didn't want to be there. So, yeah. yeah, I got some feedback that it looked like a crock before the race. I didn't get that till after the race, but it looked like a crock before the race. So, Pete Anthonitz will be uh, on course this um, this Saturday doing the yard again. He's back Pin- in Perth, as you know. Pinnacles Pete. Pinnacles Pete. <laughs> Good. Pinnacle Pete. So I reckon I'll be flicking him a text pre-race saying how does, uh, how does ADS look and then not backing it either way. Yeah. For me, it feels like it feels like the, the right race for it's Ray Day to get back in the winner's circle. However, Tommy's case is, and Terry's case is completely compelling with Gemma's son. So I might just uh, hitch my wagon to you blokes as well. So especially the prices, $3, Ray Day, 7 Holly, um, what are you getting? Uh, four times that, Gemma's son. So same uh, better price price mm. to back yeah. Gemma's versus it's Rado. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to talk anyone out of it's Rado though. Mm. It's, it, it, it feels gun, like, gun to my head. Yeah. It does gun to my head. Who yeah. wins a race? It's, it's Rado. But yeah. again, we punt on numbers. So 
All right, let's take a break. It's mastermind time. We've got uh, Tommy Wolf looking for a second win on the trot versus Brandon Webster after the break. All right, BJ, it's now time for the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind competition. Tommy Wolf coming back. He is. Defend his crown. He is, and a newcomer as well. Uh, But the Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899. Long time. Located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. Uh, Ian Butchie O'Connor, one of the great men of the game. He runs the show. Feed, flutter, frothies, family atmosphere. Uh, Butchie's big deck. Um, if you're in the uh, if you're in the neighbourhood, make sure you drop in, say good day, let him know that you listen to the one one. All right, there's a bit happening down the line <laughs> down the line here. Tommy Wolf, our carryover mastermind, he's uh, out on uh, As- Ascot Racecourse doing a bit of work there for Perth Racing. Let's bring him back, Tommy Wolf. You're the champ. How does it feel? Yeah, boys, what's going on? Nah, feels good. Been, been a good week. Tommy, yes, mate, you're uh, you're you're not only on top of the mastermind world, but the stable continues to fly as well. And you have got a big sad day coming up with uh, laced up heels in the uh, champion fillies and a couple of a uh, couple of the big chances in Wild Bell and uh, rumor says in the Placid Arc Stakes as well. Yeah, it's good. It should be a good weekend. Everyone's nice and excited around the stable. So yeah, bring it on, I reckon. Who's your top pick? Rumor says Wild Bell. Don't sit on the fence. Ah. No, nah, it's like vanilla. Oh, we're going exacta. Give me an exacta. No, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm a, a, always hunter. <laughs> I Jeez. can't split him. Go for the dead heat. Can't split him. Dead heat. Don't know. Don't know on the placid arc. As long as it's not a uh, reverse quinella, then uh, they'll be laughing. Yeah, no. Nah, <laughs> we need to move on from reverse quinella. So I think that's. The moving on, we've got to bring in our challenger uh, from another of the uh, hottest stables in Ascot. It's Brandon Webster. G'day, Brandon. G'day, fellas. How are we? Very, very good. Yeah, very hey. good, mate. Very good, mate. Uh, things must be uh, exciting in uh, in the land of the Websters at the moment. We've got uh, Railway Hopes. We've got Placid Arc Hopes. We've got uh, Carolee Rocks returning in a blaze of glory yesterday. Billy, um, Billy ain't silly trialed. Billy, yeah, isn't too silly. Mm. Trial. It's just it's all happening. It must be must be an exciting time around the uh, around the yards. Yeah, no, it's good at the moment. It's good to have horses, especially contesting the pinnacles this year as well. We've got a couple of nice ones, so having a finger in the fire is good. Absolutely. Are you going to be giving uh, Peter Nucky instructions from Gate 13 on uh, Sunday with Baby Paris, Brandon? No, no instructions. I think Nucks knows exactly what he <laughs> needs to do and uh, probably been spoken about for the last two weeks. Yeah. Just uh, so, yeah, stiff old, yeah, stiff old, stiff old draw, though, isn't it? Stiff draw. You never know, though. Big, I think the way the, the way the race is potentially shaping, it may not be the end of the world. You could le- be left out in a three-wide line chasing up a um, uh, a horse like Just Go who might give you a little card into it. Or, street uh, Parade, maybe. Or a Street Parade. Sorry, that's the one I had out there. Yeah, with Paul Harvey, and they'll probably go forward the blinkers on. So the, sometimes the wide gates can end up being beneficial in the bigger races when they go mad and, and that sort of line brings you into it. Yeah, big race as well. Uh, Peter Nucky produced his best, no doubt. Um, Tommy Wolf, Brandon Webster, uh, let's get rolling on our Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind. Fellas, you know how to play. Your names are your buzzers. And to be crowned this week's Mastermind, you will need to be the first contestant to answer three questions correctly. Terry. All right. 
Challenger, are you ready? I'm ready to go. All right. Uh, Masterminds. We're the champion. Champion, <laughs> are you ready? Yeah, we'll be boy. All right. Tommy just got champed. Three, <laughs> two, one. Who am I? After beginning my career in a blaze of glory, which included a crystal slipper and a magic millions victory in my first two outings, it's all petered out a little since. I started favourite in the 2019 Karakata Plate, won by Dig Deep, and won a Belgravia Stakes in my next campaign. But in around my 40-odd start since, have only recorded the one win. Kira Yule was the jockey that day. It's arguable that some of my recent placement has been slightly ambitious considering my rating, though I have amassed over half a million dollars with my early career success. I am racing on Saturday in the Colonel Reeves and will jump around 500 to 1 on Betfair. That's my guess. (laughs) One of my owners consistently backs himself. This is a Mario Delina joke, by the way. He's one of the owners. And my name could be associated with a Palestinian city in the West Bank or even a 2006 post-apocalyptic TV series starring Skeet Ulrich. <laughs> My second name is something you do not want Tom. shot at you. Tommy. I hope that's all Brandon. That's- Tommy. Uh, Tommy, Tom. Tommy was first. Uh, Jericho Missile. It is Jericho <laughs> Missile. Deary me. Uh, 80 Raider in the Colonel Reeves when you've got a 78-plus sprint on the same day. You got to wonder what's going on there, BJ. I think I think the ski Ulrich um, shout out was is what yeah. tipped him over the edge. Tommy they, and they, me, they, a ski Ulrich <laughs> fan. Ulrich, Ulrich. Oh yeah, Ulrich. They, they both uh, they both chimed in quickly yeah. after that. Okay, yes, the so, shooter, the skeet shooter, Jericho missile. Tommy is off the mark. One nil. Okay, <clears throat> Jerry, you can ask this question. This was your your contribution. Oh, you like this one. <laughs> uh, okay, um, I've forgotten how to word it now. Uh, which horse? Racing this Saturday is named after a day of the week. Tom. Tom. <laughs> Wednesday. Wednesday. Very good. That's a prick of a question. I, I just, I just wanted to. Uh, oh, Tommy, he's under mate. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I just wanted to see how long it, it took people to go through. Uh, we were saying before you'd go through the Craig David song, and that's how you'd, um, you'd, you'd figure out. Uh, the right answer. <laughs> All right, BJ, you got plenty of good questions. Though. I got should, a good should we make it first to four today? I'm going to no, go no, a mid, no. a mid, mid. Yeah, you got plenty of good ones there, though. Oh, we do, but that, we can't change the the rules oh, midstream. Thought, Tommy's I two. We could, so. Brandon yeah. is yet to score. Well, we probably could. Yeah, um, you did um, actively cheat in the um, mo- media mogul tournament finals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Multiple times. <laughs> All right, what Lindsay Smith trained front runner was the last horse to complete the RJ Peters Railway Stakes winning double? Tom. Tommy. Uh, too close to the Incorrect. Brandon for the steal. Was it the horse called Scales of Justice? Yeah, Webby. <laughs> On the board. On the board. Scales of Justice is correct. 2-1. Good old Scales of Justice, wasn't it, BJ? Oh, yeah. He was a machine. Scales uh, won... What do you win a Memzi, I think, in uh, Caulfield? He was a very, very good horse. Remember he raced? Who did he race midweek? Was it, Vega uh, Magic, first start in a race, wasn't it? Yeah, and then he ran into perfect reflection midweek and started, uh, started second favourite in a class one or a class three or something. Nice. Oh, all right. What was the previous race name of Saturday's Lucky Grey Stakes? 
Brandon. Brandon. Was it the Tattersall's Cup? No. Incorrect. Good Tommy stab, for the steal. Tommy, I'm giving you three seconds here. Two. Was it the detonator? No. No, it was the Ascot Gold Cup. Continuing the Lucky Grey theme, name the two trainers that prepared Lucky Grey to win railway stakes. Brandon. Tom. Brandon. Brandon. Dino Paletti. Yes. Trevor Andrew. Oh, oh, there we go. Two, two. We love a two, two. Here Lucky we, we didn't go first to four because <laughs> we would have run out of questions. Two, right. two. Two all. All right. The disorder. All right, here we go. Who was the last jockey to win aboard Laver Rod? Brandon. Brandon. Jordan Turner. Incorrect. Incorrect. Tommy Wolf. Tom. Uh, Willie Pike. Ah, oh, Tommy. 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 Three, two. He's a nice man. He performs yeah. under pressure, Tommy. It's he does. Really nice. <laughs> I think that's gonna. Yeah, I think that's gonna stand him in good stead going forward. Good, good clash. What was a cracking clash. Good clash. But yeah. yes, William Pike. That was, was like baby Paris. Rumor says down the straight on uh, on Saturday. I, I, that might be the. That might be a bit of an omen. Yes, it might very well be. But uh, yeah, William Pike rode uh, Laver Rod to victory. Um, that was in Caulfield. Uh, Caulfield last year was uh, was that twice. So, yeah. twice. so yeah, Tommy Wolf, you are our mastermind once again. That's two on the trot. Congratulations. Cheers, boys. Yeah, Webby's just another one. I just said I can't get on the golf course. So I've got to get in somehow. <laughs> <laughs> who can who can you get uh, on the golf course? <laughs> LK. <laughs> No, he got me last time as well. So yeah, I'm, wouldn't think. Well, Tommy's going for a bit of a rough patch. He'll be right. He will come through. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brandon, terrific, tremendous mastermind debut, mate. You off the canvas. You almost pinched it, mate. Thanks for uh, thanks for yeah, joining it in. It wasn't wasn't class wasn't as classy as Tommy Wolf today, but that's <laughs> all right. We'll take the loss, mate. Well, uh, it'd be great to get you back on uh, once again very soon. You can have another go. Thanks, Brandon and Tommy and Brandon. You've you both uh, play significant roles in two of the biggest stables um, that we have here in Western Australia. We've got some serious ammo to fire at the pinnacle. So best of luck to both of you and to both of the stables and uh, good luck at Ascot on Saturday. Thanks very much, fellas. Thanks, fellas. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Two on the trot. Tommy Wolf. Two on the trot. I thought Brandon was coming home with Ed Esteem there mm. and might uh, finish over the top, but it gave a good kick like a, a good horse does. Yeah, yeah. We'll need another, uh, another good golfer to take him on next week. Yes. Well, I did. I did. Um, the the great Sam White mm. um, sent me a screenshot of of a uh, someone who's very keen to have a crack at Tommy Wolf, Luke yep. Knight. He okay. uh, <laughs> Luke Knight. He uh, we, we're put we're throwing the gauntlet down, and uh, if you want to come on and take on Tommy Wolf, it's, uh, right. it's the knight in shining armor. Yep. 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 Yeah, Lockie Dennis on as well soon. Owner yep. of uh, Al Capone, Mr. Vasari. He's at home for the though, next four months as well. That's what I'm saying. I know he's on. I know he's on. Is he going to do it? I reckon, he, I reckon he'd have a pop. He'd have a go. Yeah, he'd have a go. The, the, would have been a lot happier if Al Capone run third yesterday. What we need to what we need to consider though is, of course, if Tommy gets on a roll here, three three know, straight yeah, next yeah, week. Yeah. What do we we have to bring? Oh, in? we're gonna Vulcan. Yeah, the dogs will come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah fourth, so might be Toby Dunn. Yeah, we'll have to get him back. That's for the final. Do we go the? Do you have to go the double? The Rooney. Do you have to beat the the double? The, the double. Rooney, the Rooney Dunn. Jeez. 
I don't know. I reckon you almost pull one of them out for the big dog at the end yep. and we go like a Chrissy Parnham or something for week four. Maybe maybe the fifth win always has to be against someone who's- uh, 100%. Who's, well, I always think it needs to be. And, and your fourth one has to be someone fairly highly respected. <laughs> you know? So it, it has to be someone who we, we think it'd be very difficult to beat for, for 95% of mere mortals. That's right. You don't, you don't get your head on Mount Rushmore without knocking off a couple of big scouts. Not yeah. saying that he hasn't. Yeah, you got to earn it. Not saying that yeah, he has either. Yeah. <laughs> Very good, Tommy Wolf, mate. Very well done. Another $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring will be headed your way. Make sure you get up there and give Butchie a shout out as well. Um, and yeah, and we've got to get a new contestant on next week as Tommy shoots for three on the bounce. And we're back with race five. It's the Lucky Grey Stakes, the first running of the Lucky Grey Stakes, formerly known as the Ascot Gold Cup. As you just heard in the Mastermind, 1,800-metre race. It's basically one of um, four uh, handicap lead-ups towards the Perth Cup. Did and stiff not have a group race, Lucky Grey? Won the railway twice. Uh, railway twice and the Kingston Town, I think. So stiff. triple group. How many horses win the railway with their... With the 58, 59, he had, to, he had to lump. Maybe he should have been – they should have renamed the Ted, the Lucky Grow. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> um, true attraction. Stafford's lad. They're the horses up the top of the weights here. It's uh, 59 top weight, 54 minimum. Pure devotion. William Pike back on board. She's on the minimum there, 54. Likely leader, Buster Bash is the one who's going to attract plenty of att attention. Paul Harvey, his first crack at this type of company, but he's uh, horse in form, front runner, and uh, looks a good setup for Buster Bash cruising across from gate 12. <coughs> Yeah, you say this type of company. I, I think it's just a just a handicap. Yeah, it's just a handicap. I happy taking on Stafford's is way under the odds at five six bucks. Um, respect what it's doing and whatnot, but it's just not for me in this type of setup. You know, off the little you won the Kalgoorlie Carp and he dropped back in Trooper. What is it? A month ago? I can't even remember Kalgoorlie, so it's all a bit of a blur. A month and a half ago. Um, it's just not for me. That's I think it's forty two days. Yeah, forty two days. So it's just not the type of setup for me. But the key thing for Buster Bash here, it um, gets across with with real ease. There's no um, there's no pressure on the top. There's no one that'll really want to. I think Baron Magic will be ridden more aggressively, but they won't be looking to hold the front. They'll just be looking to tag Buster or sit outside of it potentially. But then Bad Wolf, Black Shadow, um, and Utgard Loki, they they're easily crossed those runners. So mm -hmm. I. I the draw looks ugly, but I think he gets to the top really easily. He's he's weighted, and all he's weighted nicely. So as I said, it's pretty much a handicap. A few of these are out of their grade, um, yeah. And I think if he retains the form he's currently got, and the tracks suiting those or allowing those out in front to be winning, um, yeah, I think he's just very very hard to run down. Basically, it's the mm -hmm. simplistic way of looking at the race. Um, yeah, main danger is drawn thirteen. Main danger. We'll probably beat him if he can settle midfield cover and get a card into it, but pure devotion isn't that quick early. So does Pikey just end up dead last and just put in the run of the race where you know you're going to be on next start? So, um, yeah, interesting, interesting race. Happy to keep it simple. I, yeah, I'd almost go as far as if you want to be real boring, you can sort of take the 350 Buster Bash, get your money back pure devotion at five bucks and then get your money back Utgard Loki as well at 20 odd to one because it's going to be sitting on the back of Buster Bash. And mm. It was going really well. Forget it's running northern. That track's absolutely cooked. Um, so that's a very boring way to play the race, but one to consider, Tommy. Yeah, I don't have a heap of interest in this, to be honest. I looked at it and I thought, well, Buster Bash looks hard to beat, but I don't want to be on it. Um, Pure Devotion is the obvious one to beat at. It's a better horse, I dare say, but just maps to land a long way off it. 
in a race where they're not going to go fast. I did my best to make a case for come right back or go Loki, bad wolf. I, I think come right back will be winning one this prep. I just don't think this is this is the one. Um, Holly and Chamber's too short. Um, the rest of the field's too short. Um, yeah, like I I can't push into anything. I thought Stafford's lad was I had it marked fourteen dollars. I don't know how it's single figures personally. Um but yeah, like Buster Bash for a tip, but oh, I won't be backing anything here. Buster Bash for a tip for me as well. <clears throat> race to race double for the Pont and uh, David Harrison uh, on the cards potentially. And what did we make of the return of JB Oaks win a lady champ? Yeah, that's fine. That rail was cold. Yep. Um, yeah, no issue with the run. It'll improve. Here, I've got the same price as um, Stafford's lad. Um, but again, it's a 74 rater and an 88 plus. So, and you got to remember that it was really good over East. I don't want to underrate the horse, but you got to remember that was a pretty weak old set of fillies and mares. Well, fillies. The Oaks. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think its derby run was too bad, but I, I'm hearing what you're saying. Uh, you did mention earlier about, uh, I don't know whether you were on or off there, about Buster Bash. He's still in the noms for the railway. So two years ago, Too Close to Sun won the Ascot Gold Cup. As Started second then, favorite. And then come quick back up, ran second in the railway behind Inspirational Girl. Mm -hmm. So there is a pathway there if uh, Buster's- um, And there's, uh, again, we- had a bit of a laugh with James Oldring about this before, but I actually have done a speed map for the railway stakes. I've got yep. Carly's Kummer leading it at the moment, Tom. Mm. So it wouldn't surprise me if they, um, if they with Buster Bash, if they consider doing the old, um, the old seven days into the into the railway. So, well, if he wins on Saturday, you almost have to. I think you one point five mil. So well, I think oh. you'd, you'd have a crack. Fifty three kilos rolling out in front. Uh, you get a only leader. Day you can't make any ground. <laughs> what does yeah. twelfth pay? We, we saw. Pay. Yeah, <laughs> we saw Wrinkly do it. It went <laughs> that super. That but, went well. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it'll win. I'm not saying that in the slightest. Um, but there's probably uh, a few people who wouldn't mind it in. Actually, I don't. Th I don't reckon. Add a bit of uh, add a little bit of speed. Add a bit of tempo to, yeah. the, to the race. Yep. So, um could be something. To well, consider. all the horses are the same though. That's the thing. They all want it in. So you sort of think- Would Carly's come and want it in? Probably. probably yeah. Carly's is probably one that wouldn't want it in. Mm. Um, yeah. It's funny, isn't it, now? We're talking about Carly's car karma as a leader in a railway. She couldn't jump in her first start run in the trial, and now it's- Yeah, she's a potential leader in a railway. Well, last year, Midnight Blue won the Ascot Gold Cup en route to victory in the Perth Cup as well. So this has been quite a, quite a reasonable form reference in recent years. So no doubt we'll uh, find out a bit more about Buster Bash. And I guess where pure devotion is at, that was a tremendous run first up, wasn't it? And uh, from 13 with Pike, you've got, got a sort of feeling that Buster Bash will be off and gone and pure devotion will be the one sort of launching late. Whether she's going to have enough runway or not, we'll find out come Saturday. Race six is the Euros Hartley WA Champion Philly Stakes. It is a $300,000 Group 3 Phillies only. Really looking forward to this one. Uh, we did have the omission of Amelia's Jewel. Simon A has opted to go to the Guineas next Saturday, but this is still a uh, mouth-watering edition of the Champion Phillies. We've got the Burgess Queen Stakes. Winner in laced up heels. The unlucky runner in the uh, in the Burgess Queen was Vampy at play. A couple of horses who were sort of sort of working their way into this grade through the back door, um, and we got you know and a horse of the quality of Penny on the, Penny on the Queen who was Caracatta plate placed um, has come through the features en route to this as well. So, um, Champion Phillies, Tommy, you got any strong views? 
Yeah, I'm I'm quite short here, Vampy at play. I think last uh obviously Stevie Wonder could have seen how badly it was held up and how well he was or she was travelling. Um in the race. I think the mile would be perfect for her. Um she travels so well in her races, like every every time in the corner she looks clearly like the winner. Um and I think that'll be the same here. It gets uh map position on lace up heels, I I dare say. Um, Absolutely, yeah. And for me, it's just a matter of if she sees daylight at the top of the straight, um, I think she'll win. Um, it's a shame. Archie was hoping um, Amelia's Amelia's would come. Terry was saying off air he would have marked at one hundred and one. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is not that what is I said. That. I said two hundred one. No, but I I, I thought Vampire play was. The one always I was going to find myself on, and she just she's a horse that has um, gate speed. She can hold a spot and run. She travels well. The mile shouldn't be a problem. So for me, against a horse like Lace Up Heels that's drawn barrier ten, and will likely I dare say go back here and just let her run on. Um, I'll I'll stick with map um, over closing speed here. Interestingly, the major lead-up for this was obviously the Burgess Queen, um, and they went wild in the mm. Burgess Queen. The first four horses aren't here from that race, so the horses They're settled- They're all concussed. Yeah, the horses settled furthest, the most furthest forward in that race was um, Vampy at play, amazingly. So the question I was going to ask you, Tommy, is Vampy at play isn't necessarily the best jumper, but it musters really smoothly and cleanly, so you can put it in the spot you want. Legacy Atara is going to be the obvious one everyone has out in front, and, and you'd expect that she leads this race. Now, directly underneath the Ampia play, you've got um, Admiration Express, Royal Elite to a lesser degree, and Cessua. Now, those two horses both begin and, and land in pretty nice spots pretty well. Admiration Express could have led last start. Cessua nearly did led. lead um, two starts ago. <clears throat> so your choice here is you've got to take more of a hold and pop in on them or you take some real ownership and you go outside and you say, well, look, this should be a controlled tempo. Let's race outside of Legacy Atara or option two is if, if Kira lets Legacy Atara roll, you could potentially tuck in, but Admiration Express probably won't give you that spot. So would you prefer that they that Steve took that hold early and said, all right, I'll just take the back of a uh, Admiration Express Um or would you prefer – and then, yeah, once again, you're a chance of a horse being stuck three wide outside. Or would you prefer to just go to the brace? My opinion as a non-jockey that doesn't know how racing works is <laughs> that if I'm on Vampire player, I would be looking to push forward early under the knowledge that I think Lyndon Lady will be trying yeah. to come across and breeze and naturally let yourself fall into the 1-1 because you've landed in the breeze and then something else comes across and yep. takes that spot. That legacy of Tara And if it doesn't, up, you're okay in the breeze. You're okay in the pre. You, mm. you still have map position, uh, map over your main danger on paper in laced up heels. Um, also, banking on that they're not going to go health leather in this like they were last start. Um, and I'm not necessarily having a question mark over whether she runs out a strong 1600. So I'm not fussed in that sense. But yeah, if I was if I was Steve, I would be out of the gates looking to be very positive and keeping an eye across for Lyndon Lady to. Let it slide across and give yourself cover probably mm -hmm. 100, 200 metres into the race. Mm. It's a funny old race, isn't it? Like, Gee, she travelled strong considering how fast they were going in the Burgess Queen the other day. Like, if Stevie could have just grabbed she hold. She won her maiden sitting in the breeze she as did, well. Yeah. Yeah. So. If, if Stevie could have just grabbed hold and maybe let um, uh, Dan Morton's horse just drop in in front of him, 
he could have he, yeah could have mm. saved himself a whole world of pain there. But the it's one yeah. of those, the worst part with that was I didn't think he did much wrong. I wanted to, I wanted to be upset, like I wanted to to blame someone, but I just think. Shit, that didn't work out. No, and Pearly Nugget just same with Admiration Express with Clint last start. And you go, fuck. What was he meant to do? Yeah, I thought that tweet from you was very mature. Yeah, yeah. I did my ass. I'd done my absolute ass. So I just just thought. I was, you like, know who, what? I was like, who, I've heard this. Who's this guy? I heard this rumor <laughs> that you can take the high ground and you feel better for it. So I thought I'm going to give it one go. <laughs> how, ne- how never a fucking game. <laughs> how did it feel? Shit, yeah. <laughs> shit, yeah. So I want to be angry. More fun. Um, Vampy just. This is this stands out to me seriously. I know Lace Up Heels was awesome, but it was just the way that that race shaped. It was just set up for like a bit of a bike race in a way mm. where just they were allowed to zoom in off the camber, both her, Laced Up and Amelia's, and just let rip late after not doing after just sort of um, getting sort of dragged along by the tempo. This is going to be a different feel. This race, so she's going to have to do a lot of heavy lifting on her own, really, isn't she? Yeah. Uh, I mean, what's gonna what's gonna Sucker into the race, um, maybe a penny. Penny. <clears throat> Who do you think will start favourite? Miss, uh, not Mister. Oh, I've got a feeling Bampy's going to go close. Yeah, I, I, I think she's flip. every man. Their dog's pretty keen mm. to be on. Well, one thing also about this race, it, it, you, you were talking about the top two that l- laced up heels. Luke hasn't nominated her for the Nordley, but he's nominated for the Gold Rush. He might have some query. Hey, I I think Bampy at play wins this, goes to a Nordley, starts very close to favourite, and laced up heels starts very yeah, close to favourite in a Gold Rush. I think they split opposite directions. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the interesting thing is, there you go up to the mile. Is is laced up heels gonna? But the, the thing I was gonna say with that is, if we haven't seen Vampy play get clear air, so we mm. don't know. And laced up heels is gonna be dead last. Like if you if you and some of these are progressive, we don't know that much about. It's mainly the two from the um, Jason Milliard. I'm talking about. Bon interesting. Joy, Admiration up. Express. <laughs> like I, 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 I've marked this race completely as a two horse race, but I'm, I'm, I might just sit down again this afternoon and, and just maybe reassess whether there's one of those that are potentially good under my guard. I think if Clint was riding Admiration Express, second to my Bella May, then held up, but I know it was held up in a nothing maiden, but it was the way it was traveling as well. Like it was going to win by five. Steaming, it was going to win by five and it would start 10 bucks here if it won by five. So, um, but it's a fact Clint's gone for Bonjoy, has gone for the other, um, which has turned me off. But admiration. that form reference is still like it comes through Santa Brand, that race, which also comes out of the, like you can almost link them together. Of, yep. Comes out of that My Bella, Ray, uh, My Bella May race and that Juna Gold, I yep. do say is not a bad horse either. That'll be, That'll win a fair few races. Um, I, I agree, though, that I think Admiration Express, I would have preferred him on that galloper. Um, it's more just the mm, push. I don't mind Lucy being on. It's more just the push. Yeah. He, the, sort of the, so you, you would imagine he's thought long and hard about which one he wants or to Jason, ride. Or Jason's. Or Jason's. Yeah, they've, they've had a chat and, yeah, it might it might be nothing in it for be, him. Yeah. Um, did we – now, Tommy, did you catch Neville Parnham's comments post-Bustler last Saturday? I didn't. I was at the track, so I, I didn't get to see. So Neville um, was interviewed after the Faritha Stakes, and his comment was, um, "There is not a lot between Bustler and Vampy at play." I agree. So if you if that's not a serious push for a race of this nature, where as you laid out the map advantage that she has over the current fave laced up heels, means that laced up heels is going to have to be. Awesome to 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 get over the top with uh, with clear air for for vampire play. Yeah, I I do like the worry is just purely is vampire play going to be this horse that three starts in a row should have won all three and gets nothing out of it because I I think if it wins this it goes very close in an orderly 
Um, I think it's at that back, level. Well, we'll worry about that later. Actually, I was going to say they're back up in the guineas, but that's a. Uh, I don't reckon I can go three weeks into a into a northerly if they win this. Because then, so then you could, got Bustler next week. So, so we could. They have no reason to back it up. We could have this. four three-year-olds in the. We've had northerly. We've had that in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Def- the, definitely. The year Dig Date was in it. There was a stack. Yeah, perfect jewel. Was that? Uh, that no, no, no. There was uh, Gemma's son went there. Tuscan. Um, was that Tuscan's year? Nah. That was the year after, was it? Nah. Um, it was Watch Me Dance. There was a- That was Watch, Dom Watch Me Dance, Dom to Shoot. Dom to Shoot. No, yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Anyway. No, because Western um, Empire missed out that year. Was yeah, that's right. So it's we could have- Yeah, so it could be the the Bustler, All the King's Men, Amelia's Vampy. Yeah. Something like that. So um, that's all to play out, but yeah. And um, another cracking feature on what's an outstanding race day to open up the pinnacles there on Saturday. So, do we settle on Vampy? Vampy, Vampy, Vampy? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, Vampy. Vampy. Two, Vampy. 240 Vampy for me. Okay, very good. It's 240. No, I would. Oh, I was going to say, I, Tommy, have you, have you backed up the truck? I was 270, but I, I could have been shorter. There's some good horses on this race. Search and Rocks, Watch Me Now, it's Tuscan Queen, Arcadia Queen. Art Series, some of their perfect re- reflection, Terry. And uh, Delicacy, of course, they are some of the greats that have, know. have won the champion fillies in recent times. Witten's Irrigation and Design, they're the irrigators of choice for the West Australian racing industry. Owner-operator Craig Witten has extensive experience working on racetracks across this great state, especially in his role as irrigation technician on the hallowed turf at Ascot and Belmont Park. Craig and his team also specialise in designing and delivering projects for commercial thoroughbred and standardbred racing properties. Check out Witten's Irrigation and Design on Instagram and Facebook and get in touch with Craig. So whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. Race 7 is the Euros Hartley's Foundation, Colonel Reeves Stakes, Group 3, 1100 metres, set weights and penalties, the final significant lead up to the Winter Bottom Stakes and the Winter Bottom Stakes Current favourite, Elite Street, makes his return to racing saddle cloth number one in a race he won last year. First thing I just want to say with this race in regards to this, just look at this market and for people thinking about playing futures right now, okay, so you're talking this is 123%, so I'm going to add 20% to all the prices and get to the likely bet fair price. You're talking just shy of $4 Elite Street. You're talking just shy of $5 Miss Kentucky, um, Will Chino, $8, $9. So there, the prices like all these horses should probably progress. You think and go to the go to the next race. You got to add in who's coming, bloody Rothfire, um, Bella Nipotina, maybe Palele, um, the astrologist, I believe, is coming. So you got to add all those in. So I was my plan the whole way along has been we'll probably wait until Elite Street's first start run and dive in at the six bucks type thing, right? I don't think that's any type of necessity. Like, say we have to take four fifty on the day. That's better value than taking an all in six dollars. What if Elite Street isn't the same? I think it will be, and that's mm. the way we're probably going to go here. But I'm just saying, looking at this market, there's an, I can't see any value unless you think one of the Eastern States horses comes across and starts paper thin. Um, or I can't unless, see any point in playing a futures market or unless for this it's race. Something wild that hasn't been sort of floated yet. That's uh, that's coming something out of the box. But I don't think yeah. no. are, we, are we across everything that's coming? Do you think, Tommy? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I think we're at risk of 
one or one of them not coming. I think yeah. that's the only thing. There's yeah. not going to be any that show up late here, I would okay. imagine. It's looking like the winter bottom's looking like the race of the carnival in regards to the Eastern State horses and yeah, what's absolutely. coming and the excitement. The, the race of the carnival is probably going to be the northerly when the three year olds and the older horses mm. clash like it usually is. Especially but this year just seems bigger. If Cascadian comes, that'll add a bit to it as well. Yeah, <laughs> exactly yeah. right. So, I'll be a genuine $2 pop if mm. it does. Yeah, well, yeah. I started getting some whispers through that it was coming and it was 13. I thought, oh, I might. Go down and have something on that shortly. And next thing I looked and it was six bucks. I yeah. thought somebody's uh, there was someone knows. Somebody, <laughs> somebody, somebody, somebody's beating me to it. So um yeah, cracking race. Which way are you uh heading here, BJ? <clears throat> I'll put on the table here straight up. This is D-Day for Wilchino, obviously. She Dan Morton scratched from the Asian bow after she drew white again. Uh, hoping and praying for a barrier. She gets the barrier, she gets the lead, she gets the rail. So we'll find out. Where she, exactly where she's at on Saturday. I expect her to run well, but I would think that Leach Street is still the number one seed from the Morton Yard. I am expecting uh, a tremendous first up or fresh performance from Red Cam Man. His form in Melbourne is, it doesn't, when you're looking at it, it looks okay, you know, sixth, fourth, eighth. However, he ran into uh, rain affected tracks, which is his just not necessarily his go. But if you look at the fourth in the Bobby Lewis at Flemington, he's finished behind Baller and Rockenhorse. And they, they were the two of the first three home in the champion sprint at Flemington last Sunday. So the form line through that those particular horses is impeccable. And his run in the Rupert Clark on a heavy nine was incredible. He was wide throughout. He's been beaten two and a half lengths on the line. He's such a brave horse. Uh, Try like a rocket at Albany last Friday. Maps to get the right run in transit. Great to see Steve's got the winkers back on him. And I reckon Red Can's going to go real close on Saturday as well. I think if there's any trouble, Elite Street, like caught up in a bit of traffic, uh, whatever whatever happens there, Red Can's going to be the horse to take advantage, I think. It's amazing how many... Um it's amazing how well Elite Street and Miss Kentucky are continually ridden mm. as well for get back horses over a sprint journey. Um, <clears throat> with Red Cam Man, another interesting one map-wise, obviously I think most people have Will Chino leading in the Pacific Breeze. Directly underneath it is Nerodio, who's beginning super these days, and obviously Express Time, who's led a lot of races in the past. Mm. I think Red Cam Man's actually quicker than those two if they come out aggressively enough um, and get on the back of Indian Pacific because I don't think you want to be on the back of Express Time here. If you can get on the back of Indian Pacific and get clear air on straightening with this this will test you in the three wide line mm. comes a time, but a horse behind you, so you're out before they yep. come at you, if that makes sense. Um, you don't want to be pushing. You want, yeah, you no, want exactly out. right. Yeah. And he's obviously got a lot of residual fitness, Red Can Man, from what he's done over there. And, yeah, any bad luck for Elite Street and to a lesser Kentucky, degree, Miss yep. Kentucky. And, yep. um, yeah, I think, you'll, I think you'll get the race. So there was, again, I, I spoke about this earlier. There's three ways to look at this race. You've got the two big dogs coming back, Elite Street and Red Can Man, who not only quinella the Northern Sprint and the Roman Cup, Cup. Yep. But cleared out from third. And I'm talking the rodeos in those races, like other good sprinters. Like yep. so then you've got Miss Kentucky and this will test you who have quinella the last two sprints. From the map, I just can't have this will test you. Um I look if I don't win in this race, I hope she does. Cause I like I love what Mitch is doing with her. But um so you got those two um who aren't winning by as big a margin, but it's not all about margin, but I, I still I'm I'm, I'm with the old school, with mm. Elite Street and Red Can Man. So that's the way I'm looking in that sense. And then the third way of looking at the race for me is can Will Chino brain them mm. if it finds a rail? Is it the same horse? And I've just got queries if it has come back the same horse. And she can beat me and it wouldn't surprise me, but I won't be upset that I'm not on. But that's they're the three ways to look at it. Is it the old school mid-year form? Uh, is it the Elite Street Red Can Man form? Is it the This Will Test You and Miss Kentucky form? 
or is it the horse that gets to the front over 1,100 metres and says, catch me if you can. With so, her favourite rider back on board. With her favourite rider. Who, she's only lost on her twice yeah. and both times she broke down. Yeah. Um, or when I mean, she ran dead last on both occasions. So yeah. for yeah. me, it's definitely, it's an easy answer. Elite straight red can man. Um, probably make my biggest bet of the day, I reckon, just touch the pair for an equal result. That's how I'm looking at playing it. And I reckon, I reckon there'll be a bit of, just get this feeling, Tommy, there'll be some good Miss Kentucky money and yep. we'll see this little wobble. I don't know if we'll see a Northern Sprint type wobble for Elite Straight, but it wouldn't surprise me if we if we see something near in a four. So hold fire, I reckon. I reckon. Yeah, I thought, I thought this race was pretty simple of I could only back three in the race. They were Elite Straight, Will Chino and uh, Red Can Man. I have all three. Are uh, currently above my price in the market, which probably oh, wow. speaks volumes about how I rated the rest. Of- oh, it's going to be good contra- It's double figures. I thought mine was contra. I was about seven dollars something, seven dollars flat. No, I was I was ten flat, and purely that sounds long, and like it is clearly. But at the same time, looking at the race, I might look at it different to some people. Of just where it's going to settle in the run, I can't have it beating Elite Street, and so for me, it was like, well, Red Can Man might has position on it, it might land in a great spot. Um, Will Chino could get it soft enough on the rail and give a kick, right? So if like for them, like it was easy for me to shorten their price a little bit on the basis that I can actually see them beating Elite Street. So where Miss Kentucky is gonna have its its back or behind, be behind it and do I think it can out-sprint it? No, I don't. You always personally. ask the question, how does that horse beat that horse? And so Miss Kentucky has to either, well, Elite Street either has to get bad luck and be held up, Miss Kentucky's room is passed, or Miss Kentucky probably has to settle behind Elite Street and run a quicker last two, three, four hundred by a length, two lengths, three lengths. So, yeah. I'll be When I attack my quaddy here, it'll be the exact same as you, Tommy. I'll be on three horses. I'll be taking the two I'm backing and Will Chano for just what she could do out in front. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think we're all on the same page. Yeah. Yeah, for a 15-horse, I think, yeah, I think you <clears throat> laid it out, Terry, all, all the who the real contenders are in this race. No um, one's mentioned Jericho Musso yet. <laughs> <laughs> thrown in. <laughs> Harrow could be shooting for a treble rolling into. <laughs> An 80 Raider, and there's a 78-plus earlier in the day. That would have been a pretty nice race for it, I reckon. For Jericho? Or I reckon it might have been. Yeah. yeah. I reckon it might have been. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it's a cracker because there's the question marks hang over Will Chino, but no excuses for her, especially with Chris back on board. Knows her so well. Uh, returning Elite Street Grand Final in two weeks, but he's that good and he's that electric that, you know, if he's within striking distance, good luck holding him out. And Red Can's just a, such a good, honest competitor who's going to land in the right spot and he's going to give you a target to aim up at. So uh, I think they're, they're sort of the, the three. And if Miss Kentucky can come from where we think she's going to land, what, last three wide line sort of thing, whip around them and get over the top of them, then too bloody good. Yeah. Who would Red Can Man be if it was a footballer? I don't think. Like, like Nick Rewalt, just a real honest competitor, races forward, never won anything major, mm. you know, never had, never, had a big, never had a big win when he was yeah. at St. Uh, not St. Yeah, St. Kilda. He won a, um, a um, rising geez, star what a, award or something like that. What a, what a, yeah, exactly right. Mm. What, an honest, what an honest contender, though, you know. Yeah, he's a really, he's, he's a really, really, really Raywald in the trenches, would you, wouldn't you? Really, yeah. really good horse. <laughs> that trial was just insane, wasn't it? Like, he's a really I don't see, I, this is one thing I'm not. I, I just don't I don't care about the trial means nothing like what what was that? it doesn't we don't know what was behind like yeah. at least you know, the trial back from yeah that's, that's that was yes. why that's why yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I want to yeah, see yeah. if it, yeah. like if it's one by eight lengths but he's 
but you could see absolutely you belted could, yeah. to get the horse to pee. I didn't need to do any of it. The horse traveled beautifully. Yeah, like, I do. That's more that. what I was looking at. Yes. And it's been not secret and River Rubicon, who were actually asked for a little yes. bit. Steve, yeah. um, Steve, is <laughs> Steve is convinced that he's that he's he's the healthiest he's had him in a hell of a long time. So Steve standing on the balcony calling him in. Sorry, yeah. Is he, is yeah, he? yeah. He's. Uh, do, you well, get that? do you get that one? Yeah, yeah. But he's. he's <laughs> Steve Wall. Steve Wall. <laughs> Declaring it. Yeah. So he's he's very happy with the horse. Uh, probably would have liked the trial to be on the Monday when, yeah. when it was supposed to be, sort of thing. So he could give it that bit more work heading into a race like this. But heading into a winter bottom, this this Reeves will top him off nicely. So yeah, looking forward to it. Race eight is the newly. Uh, upgraded five hundred thousand. That's half a million dollars. Tap touch, placid arc stakes, listed race for the three-year-olds and uh, tremendous little lineup that we've assembled our first go around at this uh, half a million dollar race. So um, plenty of the, the barrier draw has just really tipped this race upside down. I, I imagine a lot of people were wholly and solely focused on two or three runners, but you sort of almost. Have to cast your net just a little bit wider now with those those draws, Terry. Yeah, you do. Well, the speed map is probably the most interesting aspect. Um, I'm not sure Rev It Up will be desperate to lead Pikes on. I think it's a great opportunity for a horse who's probably question mark, uh, questionable at will be questionable at 1200 to take a sit, let the stable mate go. Uh, has one with a sit before Rev It Up, so that's a that's a possibility. Um, they yeah, they may well just end up in front. I don't think Wild Bell's all that quick early, um, but if a few of them aren't as desperate to lead, then they could end up forward. But for me, it's not impossible. Wild Bell has to race with cover here, and I, I think. This has all come a bit too soon for Wild Bell personally. Um, and then the, the big aspect of this, I think, and I've mentioned it in my uh, in my recent previews, I'd love to see- Should be up by now, by the way. It should be up It is out. Now. <laughs> yeah. probably not. I'd love to see um, Sean O'Donnell at all show jump as fluently as she's happy doing so. And because she held out just go a few starts ago, don't forget, and led one uh, first up, it was- Huge, and just let a fast horse run, potentially. Um, I, I don't want to dispel the possibility that all show could lead this race. And I think, geez, that's that's almost where I'd want her to be, to be honest. I, I know that's an unlikely scenario, but that's just something I think going into the race, I hope that's a, a mindset they have. So um, I've got I've got Baby Paris rumour says all show, very close to equal favourites, and rumour says an all show are easily the value for me. So I'll have a little Dutch on that pair, Tommy. Yeah, I'm I'm very similar. I um I'm not quite as bullish on um all show leading here. I think just it simply needs a race with pace in it. I think yep. just, it just, happy, just let it let the horse yeah. settle and like when they go that quick it'll it'll be able to find a um a rhythm. I was three dollars fifty um all show. So oh, good. Quite short. The, have you been surprised since the markets opened two, three days ago, all our future final field, she's been sort of three eighty out to she's six dollars best. That doesn't look like Going the other direction anytime soon. What are we, what are we going to see by the time she jumps here? Well, what, quite, what, what's firmed? It's just Terry. the two the two horses um, on the seven days. Yeah. My Bella May and Prawns Eleven have yeah. both been really, really, really well back. So mm. whether that's uh, data money off the seven day backup, I'm I'm not too sure. Fast um, coming out of super well, fast race. Yeah, one Chris nine, about yeah. Yeah. seven point five lengths. So I benchmarked to the six on yeah. Universal mm -hmm. Playboy, so it's quick. Um, yeah, like at the start of when markets came out for all these features, you would have got me quoted saying that they've absolutely butchered it. But like as it's turned out with the way a few of these horses have come out in the races leading up, it's probably worth it. Like I would have taken five dollars all show and said that was free money. Like I that it, it would start yeah. that it would start <laughs> two dollars fifty. And, <laughs> um, 
and that would be the that'd be the case. But it's had one bad run last, or not even bad run. That's harsh. But like one run last start where it was favourite, should have won on paper, didn't win, and all of a sudden now we're seeing what five six dollars about a horse that I think should still be clear favourite over rumour says. So I've got four seventy, who's also should if that comes out and wins last start, it probably is clear favourite mm-hmm, in this. Yeah. Like I just think the markets miss the fact that. In particular, the rumor says that it should have won last. So it hasn't accounted for that. Mm-hmm. I don't think anywhere near as much as it should have. Is that um, a draw thing, though? Do you think? But like, what's the wrong with the draw? Be, of yeah, rumor says I thought nine. The draw for Baby Paris could end up being a positive yeah. as well if they find the back of is it a street parade or just go gets caught deep or mm. someone that takes you. Yeah, well, I reckon rumor says if it's if Baby Paris has cover, rumor says is on its back, and all of a sudden I would happily take rumor says going past. Uh, baby I don't know. I don't know Are we about worried that. about the twelve? <laughs> baby, uh, Paris, baby Paris is a bloody bulldog, man. Yeah. Dead, Are we worried so. about the twelve hundred for all show? No, I think it just needs to settle. Yeah, personally. Yeah, I think it just needs to be coiled up, traveling, explode. You reckon? I just don't know. I just don't know if it's if it's ready for leading a pressure race. Like yeah, until it gets taken. <sighs> that's what I actually worry that if they do lead on it. And that's the mindset as all of a sudden it becomes they can't a, go with it. That's if they our, just let it run, they can't go with it. They can't until catch him. Until they can't catch him. <laughs> that's, that's my worry. They're is not going to catch him. If they go in with that mindset of lead of what happens when Just Go, who's been instructed, just lead, yeah. and Street Parade, who's been instructed, just lead, yeah. and Buddy, I don't I know. I don't the think there'll be the instruction to lead. It'll be more so have a look to your right and go, hang on, they are restraining with Revit up. Um, Wild Bell hasn't gone with them early. And, Let's and, go. And I've got Just Go covered, who's under hard riding. If I just give this a little bit more rain, I'll have Just Go outside me. Let's go. Let's go. That's to be a split second yep. decision to do so. But I just want it to be in their mindset that we might end up in front of you and be okay with it. Don't be desperate to restrain and get one in front of you. Like don't hand up at the eight, you know, in a 1,200-meter race. I like what you said, Tommy. The other day in the Baby Paris All Show showdown, it was like, oh, geez, All Show was playing late. However, she just – just burned too much fuel early in middle. Like mouse was open, and, and she they ripped finished. ahead. And because of the small field, there was just no pressure. Yeah. So just go actually went pretty slow early, mm-hmm. uh, and then they just ramped it up from there. And and when um, Sean O'Donnell pulled all show out to she went, let rip, and then that was it because the the tank was was empty and and Baby Paris was strong on the line, but the breeze probably wasn't a bad place to be for her the way that the race shaped out. Do you know what I mean? So um, tempo, I'm with you. All show just needs pressure up forward, tucked in behind, curled up, saved up, let let loose late and good luck running it down, I think. Yeah, I'm in full belief. I think Prawns 11 is one that in time will be a very, very good horse. It's just the horse isn't jumping all that well. If it jumped in this, if you could – if you could promise that that horse would jump, it is right in this up to its ears. So, um, but the rest of them, I do. I don't think they can beat these. To- oh, my Villa May is one we haven't May, mentioned, yeah. but um, yeah, I've I've taken a little different view on the seven day back. I think it's a good horse, but just third start in a space of what four weeks. I think it's just my the ones with um a prep behind it might have a little bit on it. Mm-hmm. Jeez, it's exciting though. It's a great race. Uh, it's-, it's exciting, Philly, like to to run one nine at your second start of the race. Broke the, broke the clock first up because the cutaway was there. Didn't go around a horse. It was like I don't know. Like, is it was that real? What it was? And the other day, it was just like the money came and it just blew them away. And I know Prawns Eleven did plenty wrong, flashing lights or whatever, but. My Bella May, just the way that it just cut loose when it had to was not impressive. mentioned either. It did get a kick 
in the as it was heading out from the um, clerk, I believe. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Why'd you do that? <laughs> Don't like it. <laughs> um, yeah. Final word. Uh, a race I'm one of the races I got less confidence in for the day, so mm. we're taking it easy-ish. But uh, probably rumor says an all show looking at the current market. And good luck to. One of your good mates as well is uh, you used to tell us before a five percent share in rumor says for uh, L McDonald. Logan McDonald, yes, probably the least deserving winner of a race that I know. But <laughs> for his sake, I, I mean, in my own, I've invested, so um, I would love for that to get up for his sake. Mm. Yeah, good, good race, and it's only gonna, it's only gonna grow in stature as the years roll on as well with the significant prize money increase. All show for me. I'm gonna, I was super keen last start. I'm gonna, gonna follow up again. Scared of rumor says my Bellamy, and yeah, just uh, look, really looking forward to yep. this one. All right, so you're gonna get the bloody price all show too. Amazing. You don't see him drift in the fixed odds market like this. So like, like it's doing. It's, it's quite incredible. Yeah, this so early as well. Yeah, like. it's just not something you, you see. So. <laughs> Good stuff. But it's now time for, geez, I reckon the heart rate will be going before this race, lads. I'll tell you what. The uh, the Get Out Stakes, the P-E, no. They changed S- the name. T-E-A-K-S. Sorry, Tommy, I had to concentrate. I get that wrong otherwise. Get Out Stakes brought to us by uh, our good friends, BJ. I thought you were going to call it the D-E-V-O-T. The Devoted or Death Stakes, isn't it? Yeah, it's the... It's the it's the devoted or walk home stakes. The get out stakes. The uh, extremely popular get out stakes is brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located Canningvale Markets, Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, absolute champion. Uh, He him and his team run a tight ship out there at Market City Meats. So make sure that you uh, have that you drop in, say hello to Timmy and the crew and uh, fill your boots out there at Market City Meets. Congratulations to episode 148 winner DJ Danielson, who was nearest the pin with his written matter prediction. So DJ cleaned up. Uh, he, he messaged me and said he was originally going to uh, be on Miss Vasari, but uh, for the uh, Leighton-Johnson combination. But uh, noticed a bit of a, a pattern emerging later in the day, so he switched to written matter and uh, that was a wise move as he's collected the gourmet beef package from Market City Meats. Now, to enter the Get Out Stakes for Race 9, the Peters at Ascot this Saturday, send us a tweet at the 1-1-Pod. Let us know who you think wins Race 9 and a decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. And we can never, ever forget the Sam White rule. Tommy? Uh, first in best dressed. First in best dressed. I can't remember the Peters ever being the last race of the day, so this is a first, and uh, it's a it's a good one. We've got devoted, desperate for a start in the railway. This is a win, and you're in the Peters. So you win the Peters Stakes, you've got yourself a start in the railway stakes in seven days' time. So and second, you might be in p- potentially. Look yes. at, I think a lot of them are looking at that. Search and Rocks definitely as well. Search and Rocks, yeah, could be in the race. So. Interesting runner playing Marika as well. Um, last of the line was um, not quite sure. Tom might be able to fill us in a little bit more about last of the line situation, but he was a $8, $9 chance in the Asian bow, bungled the start and nothing really went right for him. He's our top weight, but really it's all about the wizard, Therese and White, devoted, the vortex is spinning and the guru is sweating. 
Yeah, fucking bullets, BJ. Um, <laughs> I was just looking at Eorways, and every time I see the name Eorways, it reminds me of the time you said the um, the F word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. That was funny. Um, yeah, look, I, I hope uh, devoted. Well, I hope it goes better than me first bet at, uh, at Northern. Their military power. How's that? We got the we got the price. It just uh, couldn't get the job done. But. Um, that's a completely unnecessary segue, and no one even probably knows. Can what I throw in a segue? About. Would you? Yeah, yeah, go for it. I don't know where I'm going. Um, he often mentions that he always uh, slip of the tongue for Aww. me is Pete McCormick. He turned sixty yesterday. Oh, one of our one of our OG friends here I at the he one was like one eighty. <laughs> Terry, 60th birthday for Pete I McCormick. I am kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, one of the one of the uh, <laughs> one of the great guys are racing. Him and Scotty run the uh, McCormack bookmaking. So uh, make sure if you if you run into Pete at the races on Saturday, wish him a happy birthday. Yeah, hundred percent. Go and have a bet with him. He said anyone that wishes him happy birthday gets an extra two points. Yes. Whatever they're uh, yeah. backing. So the vote ought to be the one because you're getting four bucks in. So <laughs> Oregon, that's where you want to be. Uh, so ter- be going, Terry so. said. Terry said, <laughs> yeah, uh, dearie, mate. Um, well, while we're on that note, I better say happy birthday to me, mum, 70th on Monday. So, oh, happy how's birthday. that? Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So, what um, brush will she give me devoted? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't really care about the birthdays, Terry. What will they be devoted? <laughs> will anybody give me 250? <laughs> Uh, yes, no, a lot of a lot of uh, excitement. Uh, excitement's the wrong word. I actually am quite nervous here. I, I've I have gone over the top with Devoto for the railway um, shopping at various points and kept on going. And I uh, sort of had sort of got in my mind that Pikey would be on, um, which excited me even more. Well, I'll say for those looking to back Devoto for the railway now, I'd say you're far better off playing the all up rather than taking the five bucks. And there's obviously – so you'd back him this week at 220 or whatever and then back him next week in the railway at three, four, five bucks, whatever. He may well be. I'd suggest there's going to be far better value in um, in doing that. You could probably even halve your stake and get the same result, top thing, or halve three-quarters of your stake and get the same result. So, yeah, look, I, I'm – Longer devoted here than everybody else is. Um, I think devoted is the best horse by panels, uh, thrown in at the weights, but it's just a speed map thing mm-hmm. for me. Everyone's under the impression that devoted should be following Let's Gallivan across and grabbing the one one. I don't think that's just that just happens. Like things like I, I know it can happen, and, and I reckon Pike gets him in, but it just they doesn't just happen. Like playing Marika in two, Dom to shoot in one, jumped super at their last outings. He always is beginning really well these days. And I thought Search and Rocks they could be positive. Search and Rocks has led over twelve hundred. Yeah. Remember that day. Last Line, Chile isn't hot. Chile yep. is hot. We'll all try and be more prominent. Than Ex- exactly right. So, yes, Pike can, if he jumps really well, and that's a big if because Devoted has been sloppy at times. I think Pike will get the best out of him early, but he'll have to watch Joey on his outside and just keep coming with him until he's let in, if that makes sense. What we have seen Devoted do in the past, um, which race was it, BJ, where he drew wide and got the 1-1? I think it was a raconteur, wasn't it? He settled reasonably well and then let down. And, mm. yes, I Search and Rocks came at him late, mm. but I think just that little bit of work, you oh, that was- The guineas. Yeah, that, that was the, the guineas, guineas, sorry, yeah. yeah. Um, but the raconteur is when he drew wide and came across. Um yeah, so anyway, I, I, I'm going to leave it up to, obviously, I don't have a say. <laughs> I love that. You're going to ring Pike? I feel, like, I feel like I'm the most invested in this out of everyone. Um, I'm going to leave it up to Bob. I'm going to leave it up to Pikey, but I'd sort of, I'd also be happy with a real cold ride here and just back yourself in late in the day. Make sure they're making some ground, but late in the day, just back yourself in to get past Let's Gallivan and Cockney Crew who are out in front and um, we'll get past Search and Rocks and play in Marika. I'm with so. you, Terry. I think it's, I think it's. Back half for devoted. Yep. Um, peeling, bang. Yep. 
And if he lands in the one-one, I'm not going to be upset, and he's happy and cruising, and he wins by. I would love to see him. Win what about five. what about when they push forward? Six. What about push forward three wide no cover? How, how that break me heart. <laughs> Western Empire cock stakes all over again. Yeah. They're completely unnecessary. When you've, I just think go back and watch that replay and try and tell me he wasn't the best run in the Asian Bow by panels and panels and panels and panels and panels. He was just traveling so well. He was traveling a lot better than Search and Rocks. Um, but if you get caught deep and Search and Rocks has got cover, Search and Rocks will beat you home. It's that yeah. simple. Play and recall. I think, I think, both I think the Search and Rocks is a massive chance of an upset here. Yeah. If um, just on on map, and if if your devoted gets you know a couple of um, roadblocks, you know, there's the couple of horses there who are going to settle in front of devoted who could could be. Pests, I suppose, from mm -hmm. a map point of view, and Search and Rocks is often gone. She's uh, she's pretty good when she's uh, when she's spot on. So, yeah, well, I'd, and, yeah. and Marika's career best at the moment. She's flying. Yeah, well, that's yeah. who I've I've tipped. Mm. I've tipped playing Marika each way. So my, I'll be honest, my market's two sixty devoted. I, I, I'm worried about the map. Yeah, I'm also probably in that negatively i'm probably being no i think optimistically that's pessimistic by marking it longer than i should and making sure i don't have to go this week and go next week <laughs> yeah. as well because i'll be i'll be on playing marika each way here probably but i'll be cheering for devoted i'd love to run second or third playing marika but i'll be cheering for devoted definitely because that's a far more um important result but i'm six dollars searching rock so looking at the market now search rock is out to sort of nine dollars playing marika's seven eight so it's swinging around a bit how you want to play it but yeah. uh just playing marika Every run this prep has been huge. Flew from last on the worst part of the track past Treasured Star. Got caught deep on the worst part of the track, kept coming. And then last start from absolutely no man's land, had Rock and Nori on its back and um, and let rip like that. We don't see playing Rika let rip like that. It's got gate speed. It can land right behind uh, the breeze horse, Let's Gallivant. Yeah. I think it will give it a little <laughs> kick. It's nice and fit. It's going well. Um, and with only 54 on her back, if Troy, you probably want her going before yeah, the ends. Off and gone. Yeah, yeah. gone. Yeah. Like she'll be super, super. Super hard to catch if devoted is um is out the back so or if devoted finds trouble she's I going she's so going well that they ignored your advice to go to the ascot gold <laughs> cup it would uh, be a general <laughs> dollar <laughs> 80 pop oh <laughs> god yeah you're right you're right um yeah. and seven, seven days i don't blame her seven days no you, she can win a railway yeah like i know she you don't see many horses do what everyone everyone was like poo-pooed the treasured star run because playing marika Belted, belted yeah, her, right? We need to focus on what just happened there. Do we? Well, I haven't had poo food for a long time. That's yeah, that's good. <laughs> I, just, I just haven't had poo food for a long anyway. Time, so. the, the maybe the she's just risen to another level, Marika, and that performance. You don't see many horses just whip around the field, have them covered, and just miss out on what was it a head bob? Yep. Last last Saturday. Real continuity with Troy Turner in the saddle as well. And, and the, again, stable, like we, the, 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 the seven-day backups, her numbers, I actually didn't even get them this song, so I do it every time she runs off them. Her numbers off seven days are completely and utterly bonkers. Yeah, wild. Like they are wild. So, yeah, for me, just with the barrier, um, I'm like you're very short divided, aren't you, Tommy? $1.85. I'm more with you. I couldn't get it, get him less than two fifty, just with the, the way that I mapped this race. Mm -hmm. It just it gives you a good opportunity. I mean, yeah. So the options to play here for a betting point of view, it's obviously you could maybe back playing Marika and Searching Rocks, win only bet, but then you're taking on the best horse in the race, who yep. who very likely um, gets you, or you look to attack one of the two each each way in, in a race where I've got the three, and then sort of a bit of a gap to fourth. So that's probably the way to go. Yeah, I'm a bit different in that I've. Had some wishful thinking going on last night, and I've decided to map it how I 
not only how I want, but also a dream, how- A map and a dream. Oh, actually how I think- <laughs> 11 they, of them stand in the gates besides it. <laughs> I, I think it, this is genuinely how I believe it will pan out, of that they will push forward with the intention of letting Let's Gallivant come across and give it cover. I think that's so how I, That's how I think they'll want it. That's how I think they'll be going into this race. I think. And I, I think, think they will. I will think that can eventuate. And from the one one, as much as you can take the view of, oh, well, they've they don't want to overcook it and next start, but like realistically, I think if it does sit one one, it doesn't have to cook itself. I think it's just better than them and it'll it'll beat them by a length and a half, not being asked for a heap of effort. And your horses like Searching Rocks and Play Marika will be behind them and you won't have to worry about them because they're not gonna out sprint it when it lands one one soft. So And settles. And yeah, and so I think I think for me, like if you look at last start as much as even if it does go out, like I actually don't care. Like I really don't. Like to be honest, I don't care where it settles because I think it wins regardless. Do you okay? So mm, this is my one question to you, Tom. This is the big thing. If the horse goes forward, and as I said, just doesn't get in, like at Western Empire Take Two, um, in the Cox Stakes, Cox Stakes, uh, uh, Kingston Town, Kingston Town. Yeah. Sorry, jeez. Um, if it does go forward and has to sit three, no. Does it still win? So who's in that in this scenario? Who sits one one? Playing Marika, searching rock from two. Back. Playing Marika, from yeah, because Dom Dom shoot will kick up from yep. one. All right. So if I'm Pike in that circumstance, I'm three wide, no cover. I can make sure that that horse is the last horse out, and I know that that's oh, my Jesus. danger, and I know that searching rocks is going to be not behind. That's two to the line. And I still think that he beats him because no. you know that the horse is behind. Below the way he gets beaten is is getting caught three deep, no cover. Yeah. Uh, probably that's the way he gets beaten, but I don't think he does. <sighs> I hope so. I, as you can tell, I've got too much on. I'm just. <laughs> I just think. It's, are you are you, are you racing on Sunday, Terry? Am I? Will uh, you be there? No, I wasn't booked. Park was booked. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, well, be got, there, very, very likely, yep. yep. Right. We'll definitely be there for the next four. But well, this, yeah, is gonna be, this is going to be all-time Sunday. Yeah. I do think, though, if, we, if this was two weeks ago, this race, this exact field, the exact setup, exact same barrier, right, you would have devoted a mark to $1.80. I think you I think you look at it differently based on Yeah, 100%. Fear. I think you've packed yep. your DAX. <laughs> I don't mind that. Yeah. That genuinely, I think, yep. is it like- no, I, I, reckon, I reckon you're bang on. Point. I reckon you're bang on. I often say I find it hard to mark my own horses like, yeah. in races. Like sometimes I'm too nice to them. Often I'm too harsh to them. I feel like this is one of my own horses. <laughs> but, he, but he's devoted that much better than than a Searching Rocks and those just, type of just horses? What, since it's gone to Michael Grant and what I've seen, it's the tactical speed aspect. It's the way it was going to let down last start. It was the trials, the trial against Resort Man. It should have won um, last start by- Five this is to runs. one of those Bobby horses, like a don't forget, um, Regal Power, Western Empire. They were nice horses, yeah. They were derby winners, though. They were nice horses, mm. they were progressive horses, but they got better every prep. This is the prep they get their best, usually as a four year old, four or five year old. So, okay. um, yeah, I just I just see the progression, but yeah, I don't think we can win three deep no cover. Mm. Do you think that's a question for you? Do you think it can win three deep no cover? No, 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 I don't think, I don't think. I don't think Bob's horses without cover. Uh, I think there's just, just apart from real danger. <laughs> yeah, it might be the the outlier, yeah, but it should um, be in the railway. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to be back in Play Marika and Searching Rocks. I reckon mm-hmm. so. That's the way I'm going to go. I, I think Devoted is high quality, but I don't know. I'm, I'm yet to think that he's has, has got. The panels on this field. I think there's not a lot between your search and rocks and but 
Oh, if he draws two, I mark it a dollar fifty. Yeah. Mm. Okay. It's all about the game here. So, anyway, did we come up with anything then? Playing Reaper each way. Yeah. Jadavi save searching rocks. Jadavi at the price. Jadavi for Kev. Jadavi. What's so? What's the plan? So I think Kev's saddling up Jadavi. Kev would off riding Jadavi as well. Gets a few more points. Um, so a lot of these, what are they going to do? Last of the line, Jadavi, Nerf Bosk, Platoon, uh, E always, Dom to shoot, let's gallivant. Uh, all uh, currently big chance of getting a start in the railer, I mm-hmm. reckon, all of them, 89 plus. Um, do they back up off seven days? Do they see how they go? I know that Stevie mentioned to us in the podcast last week. Um, that Railway the, is unlikely for Platoon. That with Platoon, yeah. they might, yeah, just look to dodge some and just go races where they can actually win a race, which, which makes a lot of sense. So... Devoted may well lose here and still get Find a its run way in, in yeah. the railway. As I said, I think if Devoted Search and Rocks run one, two in either order, I think they both get a run. Okay. That's my feel looking at the final market. I've got Devoted 14th. Big race. Now. This is a huge race shaper yeah. for uh, for what's to come. So, uh, big race for Terry's, Tommy's wallets, I think. So, um, and many other uh, futures punters, but cracking way to end a fantastic day of racing and uh, we better take a break and come back with our Betfair bests our maddies and our lays alright gents very important stage of the podcast it's our Betfair best betting propositions for Placid Arc Stakes Day Tommy Johnston what's your Betfair best my Betfair best comes up in the champion fillies in Vampire play I think the $3 on offer, I don't think it'll be their race. I think it'll start close to favour. I'm 240, so that's the way I'll go. Cage? Vampire play for me as well. Very keen. Yeah, I've got Vampire play in my uh, written preview as my best. But you know what? Just just for the just for a little bit of a, a POD, um, I'm going to get key trade in the first. I'm, I'm super confident we'll get the chockies at No, we're 12, starting with best, not late. 12, $12 $15 <laughs> each way, I reckon. And uh, I reckon that's, imagine a, that's imagine the what, best. Imagine if, if this wins. I'll, be, start I'll, I'll, be, I'll find a rock to stand on and say, <laughs> I am the pinnacle. Uh, <laughs> I should have thought about that a little bit better. I'll, I'll come up with something. But uh, yeah, vampire play and key trade, getting the double. Very good. Uh, 30 to 1. Madness. So we're looking at something currently. 20 to uh, 20 to 1, 21 dollars plus. Go the lays first. I always find the lays are the most boring aspect. So save the Maddies for the end. All right. Okay. <laughs> I don't really have a lay. I'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, for a sense, for the theatre, and I reckon it's too short in the last devoted. Fuck off, BJ. <laughs> go on, go on, fuck yourself. Uh, Tommy. Tommy. Uh, my, I'll lay two. I'll lay Miss Kentucky to place, and I'll also lay uh, Colossal to place as well. Very good. And the, the yeah, you're actually going to do that, aren't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll go down a similar path, and I'll lay stuff at Lad to place at about. A oh yeah, travel so, actually. That yeah, can, that yeah. can get thrown in just all up them. So probably all up the window. Sorry now, actually, might be okay. Is <laughs> <laughs> that something on the uh, on the straight thrower? Uh, have we done the Maddie yet? No, yeah. we didn't. We skipped. We've circled back. Bj, who's your Maddie? Race three, number fourteen, Mama Tembu is my Maddie. Oh, MT. Tom Tom. Far out. Um, GPS. I don't know. It's hard. Right now, I know everyone. Bit of a smorgasbord, isn't there, with Maddie's? I'm, I'm real big well, on the eight to, yeah, eight to 12, like $15 the bracket. Mm. Um, mm. But for, it's not really Maddie, but Groundbreaker, I think, uh, that's on, that was borderline my best. Um, so Groundbreaker and throw it into all show the place and that gets you 20 something. Get out there. Yeah. This Tommy used to be a, a man. You'd say, uh, <laughs> throw it into the wing, 60 to one. 
Not throw even. it into We're not even the win supporters, are we? Here's another ten dollar enough tips. Yeah. No, winnable show. No, not enough. Ah, no. oh, sorry, a lie. I'll go Gemma's son into um Man, groundbreaker. Big boy fans. There we go. 130s on office. Probably somewhere. maybe a bit more than that, I reckon, by the time they jump. What is um, if that gets up, where does everyone send their Christmas cards? Ah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Johnson Bloodstock on uh, on Twitter, punters. That would be something else. Guru. Uh, 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 well, I'll just go with a flat-out $20 pop. We'll go with uh, Utgard Loki in, in race number five. I think it can tag Buster Bash. Yep. And while I do like Buster, uh, I think Utgard Loki was, was ready to go well first up. Just found the wrong track. So nice map. Uh, probably goes around 30 to 1. Cool. That's it. What a day. What a day! Yeah, it's uh, uh, was this the do you reckon, is this the best days racing in like all in all? This is the best days racing uh, I can remember for a while. Like this this year, I reckon this is mm. the best, best day for the year thus far. Yeah, but I mean, with what's to come, like how many listed races do we have on railway days? Nah, next week railway days generally was it three ratings races. The rest are uh, listed. Yeah, higher, okay. I believe the, uh, right? the railway carbine crystal jungle slipper. mist crystal yep. slipper. Just can't wait for the crystal slipper. That'll be a cracker. I think that horse might be going around again. They might not get a field. For yeah. you got to. For I'm sure Sean can wrangle up one off three weeks. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty much sounded like he was. Do we have, yeah. what about Odenaka or something? Or any of Steve's that are ready to go? <laughs> Sewell's <laughs> of in, yeah. Well, that, uh, I think, I, I reckon we'll be seeing Brave Halo going around trying to make it four in a row. 100%. Bo- Let's bomber, shinny. You've got to. Bomber Bill-like. I think Bomber Bill on about six or seven as a two-year-old. They can pick up $400,000 prize money before the Magic Millions. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, thanks for coming on, Tommy. Yeah, it's a pleasure as always. You're a star, mate. Thoroughly enjoyed it. It was your type of card as well. Nice deep races, plenty of value. And yeah, I reckon reckon you've found uh, the listeners a few winners. Don't forget to tune in next week. Episode one five zero. We've got Pete confirmed. We might have another guest. Um, We've got a location. I'll sort that out, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> so that will all I've, been, I've been asking Terry for a month, but yeah, yeah it's all good. That'll work itself out. I'll figure it out on the Thursday morning. Um, but yeah, listen, looking forward to, to what's coming up. I think this has been a, a fairly lengthy old one, so I won't go too long. Thanks, here, but uh, James. Well, cool yeah, thanks to James yeah. as well. That was absolutely cracking. Love talking. We could have done an hour and a half with him, yeah. I reckon. We could have just kept on going. So love his passion for the game. It's tremendous. And um, most importantly, happy birthday to Mr. Pete McCormick. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the real highlight of the show for me. So, um, yeah, hopefully uh, you don't lay a uh, winning ticket. This should be, we should Saturday. call this the happy birthday Pete McCormick edition. Exactly right. Exactly right. Exactly right. But Tommy, looking forward to Saturday and uh, until next week on the one one.